The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not convincing. Happy oh. Halloween, everybody. Welcome on in. Ooh, sports how take. Long, how long have you been practicing that? <laughs> Not long enough, obviously. Man. If it was that bad. No, I, I that was a spur of the moment, uh, last second thing. But okay. I hope you're doing well out there. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Happy Halloween to all who celebrate out there. D Gunn, are you a big Halloween man yourself? Um, no, nah, not really, but you know, we are, we, are, um, we, um, we are very good about giving out candy and stuff to the kids, a variety of candy. Here's the thing. My wife overdoes it with the candies, man. I mean, the variety of candy bars, um, and like the, the baby Ruth, uh, the, 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 her, her Reese's, all, and then, and then the individual package, uh, like the, like the Skittles and all this stuff. Yep. So she, and here's Starburst. the thing. We, yeah, we have this basket, Starburst, and we have this basket, wicker basket, and she has everything meticulously in a row. The funny part is when the kids open the door, you know, they think they're just going to get some individual little candies. They see these things, eyes light up by Christmas, and you tell them, okay, just take one. Yeah, right. Okay, can, can I have two? Take or or if you if you ha- if you put the basket out, they'll do the scoop move, and, the, and yeah. they get a couple in there. Yes, and you have to t- and you try to be nice about the take one, and, and it's usually the older kids who are worse than the younger. Oh, kids. the older kids are way worse. And the problem is, what are you going to do? Like go back into their bag and rip it out? You're like, okay, dude. First of all, you're like 17. You're too old to be trick or treating. Number one, and you're taking kids from from some you know from six year olds. They're like, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Bar- Bar- Barbara Carol, um, 
the, the full size candy bars. They're not the full size, but they're like the bigger ones, like this. Like, like yeah, that's a good size, though. That's still a yeah. good size. Yeah, you know. And then it, my wife gives out the little packs of the mini, the mini Starburst. Right. I'm like, how much did you spend on this candy? You know, this is every <laughs> year. You know, so kids come to our doors, like their eyes light up. Whoa, this house is the best house yet. Exactly. And I'm like, take one, just one, please, just take yes, one. So everybody gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My wife's going to have to hold it down by herself because I have to work tonight. I'm on the radio tonight. So she's uh, she always buys too much, too. Like, I don't complain because that means I get all the leftovers, which is good, yeah, uh, especially yeah. with the kids out of the house. But uh, she, I, tonight, like, we were talking about it yesterday. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to, I got to go to, you know, Costco or whatever. I'm like, don't get crazy. We get way too much every year. Now, this will be the year tons of kids show up and we don't have enough. So, oh, yeah. See, but I do. It's like, it's like an addiction when you see those mini Reese cups. Oh, dude, and, it's and, impossible. And the mini, and the mini uh, Snickers, oh, and the mini. Oh, here's the worst: the mini almond joys. It, it's. it's I, like, I like the Milky Way too. Do you like the Milky Way? Oh hell no! My wife likes Milky Way. I can't. You're not stand a Milky it. Way guy. All right, I like the Milky Way. Oh, uh, I, I like the Reese's. Uh, forget it. Uh, the Starburst. You know anything Hershey. Uh, I don't love Skittles. Like Skittles are okay. I don't really love the Skittles. I like M and M's better than Skittles. What? You don't like shell. Taste, the, taste the rainbow? What? You don't like Skittles? It's okay. I don't. I don't hate. I will eat them if they're there. Don't get me wrong. But I prefer an M M&M and M if I'm going hard shell like that. Well, I gotta like have. M&M. I gotta have the M and M's with the nuts in them. See, I, I like them. Shockingly, I like them plain. But yes, yes. Well, Rob, you can't. You you're not on board with taste the rainbow. I don't mind. It's okay. It's okay. Like I I, I like. And I like like Starburst. I like that that kind of flavor. I'm trying to think of what out, what other ones are really strong. Um, I, I like any kind of like uh, Twizzler. Do you like licorice? I oh, like the red licorice. I do. I hate. Uh, I love going up to the Hershey store. Yes, because that's the place where you can get uh, a, a variety of different players, like uh, 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 flavors. Like I've tried. Oh, the Charleston Chews are strong, underrated. Oh, yeah. JM. oh very goodness. underrated. Yes, not, not the dark chocolate. I like the milk chocolate. I don't like the dark chocolate. One. Milk chocolate. <laughs> now, go to, there you go. Yes, He's right, Mister Taz. Rob, <laughs> proving he has I, awful taste buds once again. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say uh, it. Oh, I can't true. stand. Uh, I cannot stand black licorice. Oh no, no, no. I, it's not my thing, man. No, no. Now, no. Now, when you go to the Hershey store, you got. Like you have the the lemon ones are good, the the lime ones are good, um, they have blue raspberry that are good. I like um, just red, man. Give me the red. I love red. But those sales is right. If I could give away boxes of little small boxes of Cheerios, I would. That's what I would do. I wouldn't allow the kids to use them for milk. Just plain. You got to go plain. Yeah, now, 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 somebody just mentioned it in the in the in the, 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 uh, the 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 comments are going so fast and furious. Yeah, these are good. Now, this is always a debate every Halloween on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, candy candy corn. I don't yes. love like if it's Definitely. there. I, I don't. It's not. I wouldn't ever seek it out. Let me put it to you that way. If it's there, I'd like as a kid. We that they used to give that out a ton. It was yes. big when I when we were kids. Like, yeah, and it's not is, like I put it as a gunner. Non-Halloween, I would never buy candy. No, heck no. Under any circumstance. The thing is, when we were kids, they would give them out individually, which means people's hands would be all over. It's not like they give them out in a oh, pack. Back then, you just ate I mean, whatever, man. Yeah, I man. remember we had this weirdo neighbor, and this is not going to be where – I know, get everybody get their minds. It's not this kind of weird. but So this guy, <laughs> you know how, like, it's trick or treat. 
technically, right? But now it's just turned into everybody just gives you a treat, right? But there is the trick part. Yeah. So this guy, the guy, he 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 was a nice guy. He lived, he was one block over. So every year he'd get he he liked to do magic, right? What? So every every year my buddies and I would go over there like, dude, just give us candy, please. Can we just go? So he would do like all these like you know, magic acts. And we we're like, great. It's awesome. You had candy for us. And he loves, loved showing off his, his you know, magic oh. moves. And we we're like, oh. or, or you get the people who would give you fruit. Do you remember this, this move? They'd hand you out like a, like a banana or an or orange. Apple. Yeah. Like or I'm not trying to be nutritious tonight. It's Halloween. Can no. you just give me candy, please? Now we had, we had some neighbors that would give out the caramel uh, apples, which and and with the nuts on them, those were good. But then you know that's you, different. Yes. But even back in the day, you got to a point where be careful because some idiots would put like razor, razor blades, in razor them. blade in them, or or a needle or a piece of glass. Just be careful. So when you know your parent, my parents would not let us eat those kind of things until we cut them. Same here. You know, uh, and it's worse today. People do some downright nasty things to people on Halloween's. I don't know how you have a conscience and try to do that to, to well, deliberately hurt somebody. What I would never do is like, you know, like to Tootsie Rolls are like, you know, rolled up and you can just like open them like that. Yeah. yeah. Anything that isn't sealed, it ain't happening. It wasn't happening yeah. with our kids. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Same those here. kind of things were just gone. Same that, here. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, and, and we make sure, you know, we're above, we're above a reproach. I mean, it's all fun for the kids. I don't understand people who think it's funny to try to hurt somebody. I don't. I just don't understand that. But psychotic um, people. I mean, but but man, the fact that people still talk about liking candy corn—that's that's a that's a sin. That's it's a, a sin. really old school Halloween treat. Uh -oh, it, you know, there's no other time of year you're even thinking about that. You that know? To me, that's the equivalent of what's that candy they give out at Easter? Those the the, the, the like marshmallow type. Sills just put it. The little bunnies, the peeps. Yeah, the peeps. I, I don't like the peeps. peeps. Oh, I hate them things. No, give me the good chocolate stuff at at, at, oh. at Easter. You know the little bunnies. They're awesome. I don't like the peeps, man. No, no. man. The chocolate bunnies, yes, but the peeps. No. And the thing is, anti peeps. I've Rob. I've traveled um, around Halloween, like we were in Minneapolis, and Minneapolis has a huge peep store at the Mall of America. That place is packed. People buying peeps. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I have zero interest, man. Cracker Jacks. Yeah, Sil says cra Cracker oh, Jacks yeah. were big. You. Yep, you could get kind of the smaller box. People would give you peanuts inside of them. Yeah, yeah. You have a little toy, like like a little tree oh. inside. Yeah. They were big. They were big back then, for sure. Yeah, was, up. Heck no. oh, I used to, we would have pillowcases, man, and we go through, like, round one, pillowcase load it, drop it back off somewhere, and then go round two. With, with you too? Oh, you too? Absolutely, man. And, absolutely. and the thing is, you know, our, our parents, our parents would let us walk the neighborhoods when we got, and I'm yeah. talking about when we were like seven, eight, nine years old, our parents would let us walk the neighborhoods with a group of our, our yeah, friends. Just stay you know? in your groups. Yeah. Stay in your group. Nowadays, man, no. parent smart. If a parent smart, your kid ain't going nowhere without you door to door. Nowadays, I, uh, we did. I, unfortunately, I live on a pretty big street, right? So we could do like my street and one or two streets over with the kids, my wife and I. And, and like, that was it. That was tons. You know, we were good. That was a couple hours. So Yo, man, yeah. you see this, Eric Winters. Eric Winters, a lady put a Bible verse and toothpaste in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, can we? Can I just be a kid for one night? I don't. You know oh. what I mean? Like, give me a break, man. I, I, oh, it's, I know.
I know oh. <laughs> D Gun used to get brats and and uh brats and, and, and pierogies. Yeah, oh, I wish not pierog- yeah. I can't stand the taste of pierogies. I hate pierogies. Too much going on with a the pierogi. There's too the pierogi, much there's mayo like and potato feel filling. Now pierogies are big in Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh for 10 years. Yeah, pierogies are big in Pittsburgh. You never got a taste for it. Now nah. I've tried I've tried different restaurants. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. I don't despise them, but it's not something I ever go out of my way to get and ever will again. I'll tell you one thing I'd like to try that I I have never had, okay? You tell me if it's good or not. And I think we may have talked about this on the show before. I never had the Skyline Chili, the combo of like chili and spaghetti. I guess that's what it is. I'd like to try it. Nastiest thing you've ever eaten. It's not good? Okay. No, it's it's more like chili soup. Okay. Oh, oh, it's it's like that. It's like kind of runny-ish. It's, dude, it's it's not even chilly. Oh, you know, no. and, right. and the funny funny thing was, I remember this uh one year, uh the Eagles were going to play Cincinnati, and yeah. I'm talking to Brent Selick, you know, because Selick is from Cincinnati. Right, right. So I'm talking to Selick, and he's telling me, dude, you gotta go to Skyline Chili. Okay, of course, you know, my crew and I we hit the best places on yeah. road trip. So we go to Skyline Chili and we all sit there like, Are you kidding me? So we get back. We get back a few days later after the game, and I go right to Selleck's locker, and he's got his boys sitting on each side of him. I said, Selleck, that Skyline Chili is the nastiest <laughs> bleep I've ever tasted in my life. What do you mean, D-Gun? That chili's gussing dude. Obviously, you've never had real chili. Go to Texas. Go to some place that has real chili. Yep. You mean your parents never made your chili at home? You know, your chili should not be where if you pick it up with a fork, it just runs right through. Nah, the fork. No, no, you got to you gotta have substance to that chili. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, the now, good. I will, I will say this. Yeah. Co- co- uh, Cody, Cody Nuts, you're right. Skyline Chili Dogs were good. Okay. But Skyline Chili is Don't get the dog. Cold. Don't get the regular. All right. No, heck no. That chili right. was nasty on top right. of nasty, dude. Good to know. That's oh. good to know. Um, all right. So maybe some little kids, Gunner, will be dressed up as James Harden for Halloween. You know what? I miss him already. I know. So if you didn't hear, so this was crazy. So this went down at like two in the morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I woke up. So my head, my, I, I had to get up relatively early today, whatever, for some other stuff. But my son starts texting me at like 6 a.m. And now you know how that is. When you get that text, you right. think something's wrong. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. heck? And he's like, this is, you believe what they got? And I'm like, what? huh? Anyway, so. This is if for people who don't know. Let, let's let's let them know what happened. So Harden, PJ Tucker, Philip Petrusev uh, are all going to the Clippers. By the way, Harden gets what he wants ultimately in the yep. end. Yep. Which you know. But anyway, so that's who's going to the Clippers: Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, uh, Nicholas Batum, KJ Martin. Twenty twenty eight unprotected first round, two yep. second round, twenty twenty nine swap pick. First round uh, rerouted by the third team, which is looking like Oklahoma City, uh, comes back to the Sixers. They also have to waive Danny Green in this to make you know room for him financially and all that. Morris, Covington, Batum, and Martin are all expiring too, Derek. So uh, first of all, let me just say, I love this deal. I love it. I saw somebody in the chat saying that the Sixers got fleeced. I totally disagree with that. I don't think they got fleeced at all. Um considering, you know, you were up against it with Harden, with, with the nonsense he was pulling. Uh, he, he was probably going to balk at going anywhere else, and, and th- therefore those teams wouldn't trade for him nope. if he wasn't going to play for them. To get all these guys and you can offload them, basically you can either 
you know, ride it out this year and and clear the deck completely, right? And be total players financially. I mean, I think you're only committed to like Embiid. Obviously, they got to resign Har- uh, Maxi at some point. Maxi, yeah. You, you're you're going to have a lot of financial flexibility, and now a bunch of first rounders that you can turn around and flip in yep. a deal. I yep. I actually, and I've been, you know me, I've been very critical of of Maury. I, I think yes. this is a good deal. I like this. Um, you 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 got a bunch of tweeners back between six six and six eight. Um, no not no scoring help. None of these guys are going to give you much scoring help. Yeah, you got some guys that'll help you on the boards, and depending on which ones you decide you want to keep, the Sixers will have anywhere between fifty and sixty five million in cap space this year. I think uh, the way they're structured now, number one. Uh, Joel and B can breathe easier and doesn't have to talk about Harden on a daily basis. Right. Uh, number two, I'm looking at the way the scrappy Sixers are playing right now, and I still believe they could win 45, 50 games because oh, yeah. outside of outside of three teams, four teams in the East, maybe um, th- there's not a lot of the East is not n- nearly as strong as the West again. Right. Um, so you can put yourself even if you're not the one seed. At the very, very worst, the Sixers will be the four seed, so you'll be a playoff team. And if if Harden's looking at the bigger, I'm not Harden. If if Embiid's looking at the bigger picture, you have a lot more cap space to do some things to get some prominent players in here next year. Right on. Um, now you see might, a future more if you're in. Yes. You see a path at least, a pathway. And, and depending on how the season goes, if 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 Embiid is being realistic, and I understand, you know, his comment this this morning, uh, uh, this summer resonates. I want to win a championship now. He's at 30, 31 now. Yep. So yep. is he willing to wait for another group to formulate? Obviously, how does he feel about Nick Nurse after this season? And That's, the way huge That's huge, too. That's huge, too. Yep. As well. um, what direction is this team going in? I don't want – at this state of my, stage of my career, I don't want to be a part of a reclamation project. I bring in some, bring in some legit firepower to make us a legit contender – you know, like Milwaukee did, the way uh, Boston reloaded uh, with Drew Holiday. Uh, and, you know, bring me in some legit – then I'll consider staying again, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and I think this allows you to be, like, quick fix. You can really flip it quick here yes. uh, with, with the way that they're set up right now. You get off of, a, you know, not a great contract in Tucker, who was yep. under, under his deal for this year and next year, okay, as an older player who provides nothing for you offensively. We know he's scrappy. We know he's going to do dirty work and all that, but that's also good getting out from under that. I believe. You know, he petting the dog. Uh, let me let's see her let, let, or him. It, it, where, where no, no, I said scrap. PJ Tucker scrap. Oh, I thought you said you were petting your dog. I'm no, like, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, I think the other thing too is like I like KJ Martin. He's very athletic. Yeah. Yep. And he's not just a dunker. Like he can do other things too. I and he might be a keeper. The rest of the guys are either going to be gone real soon or at the end of the year. The other guys are just older yes. expirings. That that's all that is. Batum is what thirty four. Morris yeah. is thirty four. You know they're both six eight. Tucker's up there. Yeah, they're just up there, And know. then and these. Do you know how how valuable these picks are too, Gunner? You got a bunch here uh, of ones now that you could flip too, and. I just looked at it. How frustrating was it this past offseason where they couldn't be real players? Like they weren't even a thought in Damian Lillard. They no, weren't even a no. thought in Drew Holiday. They weren't a thought, you know, in some of these other guys. So now all of a sudden, somebody on a team, let, let's say a team underachieves this year and 
we know how this works in this league. The superstar gets disgruntled. He wants out of there. You're in a position now to add compliments to Maxi and Embiid where yes. you weren't before this deal. Yep. And yep. here's the other part. I, and I know this is like, I'm looking at this very much from a fan standpoint. I, I'm excited again. I feel rejuvenated again to get rid of just the, the, the clouds lifted of Harden. And I feel like, you know, with Nick Nurse being there, with the way Maxie's playing, by the way, kudos to Maxie. He gets the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, deservedly so. so. Yep. Uh, with, with that, all that to me, and I actually watched the first three games, but I get where Sixers fans were like, I'm done with this. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about Harden. Now yep. all that's gone, and you can kind of yeah. just yeah. get back into them again. I think that's a that's a really yeah. positive thing for Sixers fans who love the team. Uh, th- there's no question about it. Now, obviously, they've, they've got to win, and, yeah. and and how excited will you be if they? Let's say they only won 40, 42 games. Right. What is your perspective? I honestly believe they could win 45, 50. If they won 40, 42 games, how, how, what's your perspective then at that point? I'm actually a lot more optimistic and a lot more willing than I normally would be. Like my normal outlook would be, screw it. This is the same thing. Second round bounce. Here we go again. But I really feel like it's different now simply because they're going to have so much financial financial and roster flexibility. Yeah, The yeah. optionality is the word that, that Hinky used to use. I know people don't want to hear any of that, but they do have optionality now. To be able to do some things, they're not—they're not winning anything this year, in my estimation. No, no, they're not—they're certainly not better than Milwaukee or Boston. And and I—we could argue Miami, we could argue some other teams. Definitely not better than those two. But no. I think in the offseason they can—they can right this ship and make themselves real legitimate contenders again. Which I get all of it because it's like, didn't we just go through this crap? Yeah, we did. But this is how you pivot out of the the mess that was created by a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um... I think the Sixers finally save face with this deal. Um, and, and the true basketball fans on this end understand, first of all, you got rid of a pariah. Second of all, what you're getting back in return is not going to be great help. You like KJ Martin. Okay. He might fit in here. Um, yeah. If not, but, he's at the end of his deal too. He could yeah, walk. All these guys that you got to look at the bigger picture. I mean, if you're really smart about this, 82 games is a long time to weather the storm in terms of watching this team, but you have to keep saying to yourself, okay, this is one year. We can come out of this on the other side smelling like a rose if we do things the right way, and hopefully they will with the, with the volume of cap space and the draft capital they have. Who knows? They may finish high enough, and I'm talking about in the top 12, 13. Mm-hmm. They might get a legitimate pick. They may out of one of these picks they decide to keep. If they decide to keep one of these high picks, you don't know. You, you, you know, so you can build with youth and veteran presence if this thing falls the right way for you. I agree with you. Look, I agree with you. I, I think this look, it's a positive step, and it doesn't mean by any stretch all of a sudden they just vaulted into, into something they haven't. This is a deal for the future. This isn't a deal for the now. Like you didn't improve your squad all that much with a bunch of guys who were on the back end of their careers. That's not what it was. You were you were in a position where it was a very tough spot for Daryl Morey. And, and granted, you know, he created this, a lot of this mess himself. So I'm not, I'm not excusing him, but I think to all things considered, I like what they did here. I like the the thought to the future. It, he is, he is very quietly put a team together with a lot of expiring contracts where they can do a lot of things. But the problem was even with the expiring contracts, you still didn't have a lot of 
valuable assets. Like teams love expiring guys. Like you could you could flip a lot of these guys. Yeah, yeah. you could flip a lot of these picks even now, potentially in season and get quality players yes, here to team with yep. So there's a lot can of things you, that can happen. It's a very sort of TBD to be determined where this goes, but this is a it was the right step. Can, can you imagine how awkward that had been to have Harden sitting on the oh. bench or forced to play him when you don't want him there? He doesn't want you there, and he, and and, he's, and it came out that he has a whole repertoire of dis, ways to be disruptive on this team. Yeah. What if he could pull the show up for five games, disappear for a game, show up for three games, disappear for – I mean, or if he doesn't play, just to have him sitting on the bench for 41 home games? Yes. So I'm, I'm glad they got rid of this three games into a season instead of 30 games into a season. I agree with you too. I, I and, and the other thing is there, there's all of that that you just laid out. It's also like I just didn't want him out there – with the ball in his hands, eating clock, Maxi sort of running around, you know, like a, like a nut trying to get the ball, never to get the ball. Yeah, don't mess with Maxi. Let him do his thing. Let him figure out the the, the combo guard slash point guard spot. Let he and B do their thing. But it's just you're better off. I try to say this to people, like everybody. I, I I would argue with people or debate with people, and they'd always say, "I want value. I want value." I'm like, sometimes you're better off just moving on from a situation. See, sales, Big Sales says, was Harden more of a distraction than, than Simmons? Absolutely. Absolutely. Simmons was just quiet about yeah. being, uh, his disappearing act. Mm-hmm. James Harden James Harden started this mess over in China and then brought it back to U.S. soil. He was very verbal, very public, in front of the cameras, any chance he got to make sure you understood, I am not playing for the Sixers. I cannot repair my relationship. You know, with Simmons, he just took his shots quietly. He right. never came out and publicly tried to defend himself the yeah. way James Harden did. You know, yeah, it was uh, just it, it was it was headed for even more of a headache and, and just a mess. All right, I mean, it really was. Um, the fitness rebels, right? Harden just got here a minute ago, and all of a sudden, yep. it's it's yep. crazy. It, it is. It, it is. It is. It, it's the way. It's unfortunate the way the league has has sort of gone with a lot of this stuff, and and. You know, in the end game, like I said earlier, he acts like a brat and he gets his way. You know, that's the shame of it. Like, it, you know, I don't think they even have toy stores anymore. But remember when you were a kid, you'd be in a toy store and you'd see some kid rolling around on the floor because his parents wouldn't get him the present that he wanted. Yep. This is like exactly. rewarding the kid and giving him the, the you know the gift that he wanted yeah. instead of just saying, you better get your rear end up right yeah. now or yeah. we're leaving this place. And yeah. unfortunately in that league, the, the brats get, get rewarded. The shame. Yep. Just to appease him, just to appease him to keep him quiet. You gave yeah. him what he wanted. Now, <clears throat> on paper, you know, James Harden with uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, uh, it looks like a formidable group. I don't think they come anywhere close to winning a t- championship. No, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of injuries waiting to happen there. Yep. Like a lot of time missed, right? Kawhi, Kawhi in particular, yes. Yeah, right. There's only one ball. You're going to have guys who are upset because they're not getting their touches. And they're not able to put the numbers up that they're accustomed to because think about that. If you have Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, Westbrook, Westbrook. all on the floor at the same time, man, you know, yep. that's it's a lot of alpha males that, that want to score the ball. Not and a lot of guys who are looking to distribute a ton. I'm sorry, the Russell Westbrook of OKC is not the Russell Westbrook we see today. He still he plays out of control. I mean, he's he's a great athlete but plays out of control a lot of times. 
cost the team turnovers. Um, I was I'm not I'm not as much of a fan of Russell Westbrook today as I was like five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think you're right. I think there's too many ball hogs on that team that it's gonna be more of a detriment than an asset. Yep. I don't see um I, I don't see James Harden going out there being a distributor. Yeah. No, no, I don't either. I, because he, he here's why we know he's capable of doing it, but he said after the season, he, he sacrificed his game and he's not happy about it. He wasn't happy about yeah. it. He, he wanted to get back to being his old self. Okay. Well, good luck Clippers. He's their problem now. That much is for sure. All right. Let's get a timeout gunner where we will set our sights on the Eagles. We got the trade. So the trade deadline, Derek, right now, four and a half hours away we are four and a half hours away from the nfl trade deadline um there has been a name that's popped up from a team that's going nowhere who could absolutely help this team uh and we'll discuss it when we come back and in well, addition we'll look at the good and the bad yes just just to share this with you a while ago i put out to people in the know um at, at the Novacare Complex, hey, are you guys working on some things? You go, we are working on some stuff. And I said, is it a major move or just a move for depth? No response in that regard. But you know Howie Roseman. So he's talking to somebody about something. So we'll see. No, I mean, look, don't ever count him out. That, that much we know. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's discuss it uh, when we come back. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Let's smash the like button, friends, if we could. Speaking of like, yeah, this is love. How about Bravo Pizza of Havertown? Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown, family-owned. Since 1985, Alex and the great crew providing unbelievable food daily. They offer 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the specialized pie. However you like it, they will make it. But it's not just pizza. Fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown's also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of, at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give a call, 610-446-3810-610. 446-3810. Here's more from Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. 
One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Hey, let's hit the like button if we could, friends. We would really appreciate that if you could do that. Uh, all right, so a couple uh, a couple odds and ends here, Derek. As I mentioned, 4 p.m. is the NFL trade deadline. We saw a couple biggies yesterday, which we'll get into later. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I would say the biggest one, correct me if you, you disagree, but Leonard Williams going to the Seahawks is a – that's a real move. That is a real Ooh. move there for Seattle, who's already very good. Good, good news for Eagles fans and good news for Seattle. <laughs> Woo! Well, yeah, but the problem is you do have to play Seattle later in the year. I understand it, but at least it's not with the Giants anymore. But That's you're true. right. You know, yeah. you play the Giants twice. You only play Seattle once. Yeah. Yeah, you put him on that D-line now. Woo. My goodness. They're, they're already identified. We're going after San Francisco for this division title. Yes, they that, that is, is. That is a huge pickup for Seattle. Massive deal. Massive deal. So we know last week the Eagles traded for, for Kevin Byard. We know the week before they signed Julio Jones. So they've made moves in consecutive weeks. So the question is, is there another one coming? Derek just talked to some of his sources. If you're just hopping on with us who said, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're making calls. They're doing things. Doesn't mean anything's definitely going to happen, but they are doing things. They're active uh, over there at the NovaCare complex. No surprise there. All right. Let me throw this name at you, Derek, because this one popped up. Uh, yesterday, and this is a classic case of a team going nowhere, but Jalen Johnson and his representation have reached out to the Bears. He wants out of Chicago. Uh, he wants to get traded. They've given him permission to seek a trade. He's 24 years old. He's in his fourth year out of Utah. 
Mm-hmm. He's a very good corner, and he, he has two interceptions already this season uh, in 2023. Uh, he's a guy who's going to get paid very well at the end of the season, but uh, this is one that it's going to take, you know, you have to get something up to get this one. He's a good player. What do you yeah. think? Um, and and if if the if the Eagles somehow, some way are, are his landing spot, that tells me that Darius Slade probably not coming back after this season, you know. Uh, we're starting to see little kinks in the armor in, in Mr. Slay. Um, and, you know, he's nicked up a little bit more. But that that father time, what is he, 33 now? Yeah. Uh, so father time is undefeated and, and is catching up with him. But if you put – you add this young man to this arsenal and, and Bradbury's 30, bring, you got you, you have Bradbury on a new contract, so you'll have him for at least one more year. That's a good move, not just for the present, but looking forward. He, he will come in here this year. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have to be – that that's that that starting corner. You have that depth that you need at that position that has more experience than the, the rookies, the promising rookies that you have. Right. And on top of that, the rookies are still going to get their reps, which enhances their uh value to this team in 2024. Arm that with the multitudes of picks that they already have, plus the compensatory picks. This team is in a good, good spot for years to come. You know, you talk about a gold mine of of, of, pros- of possibilities. This Eagles team, and with the nucleus that they still have in the fold, now eventually, yes, you're going to have to replace Kelsey, mm-hmm. Lane Johnson. Yeah, you know, I get it. Lane said he wants to play two more years beyond this year. Yeah, you know who knows? I mean, you could pick up the future Brandon Graham with all, with all these draft picks. You know, mm-hmm. Brandon's 35 now. He knows his days are numbered. Um, so it, it, it's and the way they've drafted D Lyman in recent years, I feel pretty good about the direction they would go in in terms of replacing the likes of Brandon Graham, of Jason Kelsey. You already have Kelsey's replacement in the fold who's playing right guard when yep. he's out. Who, who is uh, eligible to come off. He can practice this week, by the way. And by, speaking, of, speaking of which, uh, the, the latest I've heard on him is he's eligible to play this week. There's a probability they may hold him out until next week, though. Oh, that would buy him another week because yeah. they have the bye yeah. week. Yeah, they have the bye week. So yep. there's a possibility they might hold him out until – just to give him extra time to get get healthy, um, and even without him, this offensive line is still good enough as we've seen to get the job done. So. All right, interesting. Uh, and you 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 uh, reached out to some of your sources with Jalen Carter yesterday, and that w- it was good news. Um, you know he's he's making some progress uh, with the back, and there, there's a Ooh. chance that he could play this week. Yes, there's a chance. With you know, and as I said, he was sore Monday, but every player is sore on Monday. But all of a sudden, miraculous by miraculous modern technology and medicine, they're they're deemed good enough to go by Friday. So obviously, starting tomorrow, we have to see what his practice availability is. It is it full participant, limited, not practicing at all. You know, obviously Friday is the big day in terms of determining whether or not a player is available for a Sunday game. So, all right, where does your priority lie um, in, in terms of trying to add a, uh, to a position? Are you one that absolutely looks at the, at, at the corner spot, whether it's a slot corner or whatever. Do you think they need a running back, uh, linebacker? I don't know. Where do you where would your priorities lie here? Well, um, they could always use another running back, especially if they. I don't think it's going to happen. Demote Gainwell, but they need help on the back end. They they can't keep keep giving up chunks of real estate like this on the back end. You know. Um, if Roby gets healthy, that's going to help. Uh, they made a nice move 
with with the safety from Tennessee. Right. But you, you, they need some more help. They need some more help on the back end of this defense um, the, because the, the linebackers can't cover. Linebackers are good against the run, get good at getting pressure on a quarterback, but they cannot defend in the pass. You know, Nicobe Dean had a horrible game this past Sunday defending. Um, so they need some pass defenders on that defense. Uh, offensively, they can get by with the running backs they have, whether we like game well or not. We know Swift is the feature guy. They need to up. They need to up Boston Scott's touches. You know, this is the point of the season where you start integrating Boston Scott. And I'm still so curious to see what they plan on doing with Penny. You know, the fact that they're just keeping this guy is mind-boggling to me, but not giving him any touches. He has one carry the entire season. So I want to see what they're going to do with him. Now, like I said, supposedly he's an insurance policy for. November, December, and into early January. Okay, we'll see. And obviously, it's going to be based on if somebody gets hurt as well, whether or not you elevate him. Um, is he the answer? Obviously not, but the fact that the Eagles have put him on the shelf, always, you're always looking at a running back, but I think if you can get more defensive help, I, I think you're in a good spot there first and foremost. Yeah, I, I look, I don't think you can go wrong either spot. Um, if you, you can – certainly get somebody of the caliber of, of Jalen Johnson. That's a big time move, but Absolutely. if you went out and got a running back and, and for people who may not know, Leonard Fournette's off the market uh, picked up by Buffalo. But if you can go out there and get a running back, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But you're right. I mean, if you're asking me biggest priority right now, it's defending the pass. I don't yeah. love the trend yeah. of the running game lately, which has been diminishing, but I think that's a lesser evil than the passing game and trying to improve the, the defensive passing game. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think you make a case for both. I do. I really do. I mean, I don't I don't know. Um, do you think they prioritize linebacker enough to, to make a move for a linebacker? No. I don't either. No. You have three healthy linebackers, and I think unless a linebacker goes down with a significant injury, no, no. I don't. I mean, let's face it. This team has never prioritized the linebacking spot. If they did, they would have kept TJ Edwards here. Yeah. Because even if you look at the money TJ Edwards got, Eagles could have could have matched that if they wanted to. But obviously, they didn't feel as as well as he played last year. They didn't feel strong enough about keeping him. Yep. Uh, they put all of their resources elsewhere. You know. So no. Um, never say never with Howie, but I don't I don't see them getting additional linebacking help yet. The only linebacking help they might get is on the practice squad. That's it. Yeah, because one of the names that's floated out there is Jordan Hicks. Um, you know, who we know we know has always been a good player. He just couldn't stay healthy when he was here, and that's the shame of it. But right. um, you know, he's in Minnesota now. They especially with the, the cousins injury, it yeah. kind of looks like it's not headed anywhere for them. Um and they're well, like, the, the word is in Minnesota they're trying to cut a deal with New Orleans to get Jameis Winston, but I don't think Jameis Winston is the answer to turn that team's fortunes around. Mm-hmm. But he is a he is a, a, a proven vet. But um so I think right now if what we're hearing is true about them trying to get a veteran quarterback in there somehow that that that, that uh, Minnesota still feels that if we get what we want in terms of a quarterback we still can make some waves in terms of getting to the playoffs somehow when you consider how average much of the NFC is, you know? So who knows, you know, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks has played so well. He played well in Arizona. He's played well for Minnesota. Uh, how much are the Eagles willing to give up to get him back here? 
you know, I don't see them giving up a lot of capital to get a Jordan Hicks back here. That's not just what it's not what they do in terms of linebackers. All right, we do have a deal. Uh, Ian Rappaport, rap sheet from the NFL Network. Uh, it looks like Chase Young. Uh, hold on, sorry. Uh, Montez Sweat goes to Chicago in exchange for a second rounder. If I'm Montez Sweat, I might consider retiring. <laughs> you sending me where? <laughs> to Chicago? Oh, heck no, I quit. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing Chicago. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Boy, oh, man. You know, we were talking about Bayard. Bayard went from like a mediocre Tennessee team to the Eagles one day yeah. and was like, wow, I'm on a I'm on a six and one team. And here yeah. we go. Yeah. This is the opposite of that feeling. Not that this Washington's going anywhere either, but he's, mean, going, from a, I'm, he's going from from a bad team to the cesspool of the NFL right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. your, your coach is on a hot seat. He may not last the season. Oh, he's yeah. gone. Eberflus is gone after this year. Mont- Montez yeah. might get there tomorrow, and Eberflus can be gone Thursday. Oh you never know. <laughs> That's how bad they are. I mean, seriously. Are you kidding? Well, but I tell you what, though. Second round pick for Washington as they try to move in a new direction. That's a that's a great pick for them. Yeah. They're, they're, actually, what they're doing is smart. They're going to start. That you're going to see. I think you might see a couple more Washington moves. They're they're just going to set themselves up here. Yeah. And probably set themselves up for a new head coach. Yeah, it's official now. The commanders trade Montez to the Bears. <laughs> Montez is like, come on, man. This ain't funny. I know it's Halloween, but this ain't funny, man. Come on. Come yeah, on, man. Now, it's more of a trick than a treat. Uh, yeah, you, I'm you, telling you, man. Really? Yeah. You're gonna send, you're gonna send uh, you know what? The there could be other guys that are going to be in Montez's boat by the end by four o'clock today. I know. But, man, dude, you realize Chicago's. Is Chicago is probably next. Well, Minnesota has the dome, but in terms of outdoor stadiums, go to Green Bay or Chicago, yeah. and you got to play at minus fifteen, minus twenty. Hey, man, this ain't funny, man. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm calling my agent right now. Hey, dude, uh, how much is my investments worth right now? Yeah, can I cash in some of those investments that hold me over till next season? <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I mean, so Adam Schefter puts out an interesting tweet. So the commanders have um, heavily invested in their D line. Jonathan Allen, four years, 72 million. Deron Payne, four years, 90 million. Chase Young is up, right? He's in the final year of his deal. Something had to give, you know, somewhere. Um, So not a shocker. And they're going nowhere fast. I feel feel for you, Montez. I, I feel for you, brother. Yeah, man, he's gone. He is gone. But that that'll be interesting to see if the Eagles do anything uh, between now and the trade deadline. I feel like they will. I feel like something's going to happen. I'm not. I don't know if it's going to be a big, big, big thing, but something's going down. How he can't sit still, man. How he has to maneuver somehow. He just can't sit stand pat with what he has. Yeah. Um, and and he knows they need help in pass coverage. That's why they went out and got Bayard. You know. He knew that early on. That's what, why he went out and got Roby. Well, he got Roby because uh, Avante Maddox went down. Got hurt, right. Um, you know, but he understands that. He understands they need help in that area. I mean, you still have Kansas City, Buffalo, Seattle coming up. You know, those teams want to air it out. You know, so you got to do something to defend against these teams. You did a great job in terms of defending against uh, Miami. I'll give yeah. you that. But he understands you can't stand pat with what you have. Yeah, it's it's just you know it's it's far too inconsistent. You know we see them. It looked like they were kind of getting on the right path the last 
previous two weeks against the Jets and the Dolphins. Now the Jets, you always, it's the Jets, you know, not a good offense, but, but then all of a sudden you revert it right back to form last week um, against Washington. And that's the, that's the frustrating part. And, you know, now you're playing a bunch of good teams and it just plain and simple. You got, you got a run here of, of big time teams uh, going forward. All right, Derek. So looking at the good and the bad, we'll get into the Cowboys next segment, but, but, but looking at the good and the bad here uh, with the Seagulls team, certainly uh, the, first and foremost, seven and one. And, and, you know, you could kind of just drop the mic after that you know, in terms of good and bad, but you're seven and one, which is huge. The, the, the only one loss team still left in football right now. Yep. Uh, they're averaging 28 points per game, which is good for third. That's 0.1 off the Cowboys who are second. So they're right there in yep. terms of scoring points. The only team obviously is Miami who, who score more per game. Uh, they're seventh in passing 255.1 per game. Pretty good. Now running, they were, uh, I think two, they were two behind Miami. They've fallen now to seventh at 132.3. So the, the running game is still good, but we know it's trending probably not in a great direction. Um, they're the best team in the league defending the run. They only give up 65.5 yards per game on the ground. Phenomenal. They're sixth in sacks. Very good. Um, there's that. They're all good. Then you go, Hurts passing of late has been, the passing game of late has been very good. Uh, AJ Brown has been spectacular MVP caliber. Um, Hassan Reddick has six and a half sacks. Josh Sweat has five and a half sacks. I'll give you two other things. Their first and third down efficiency as an offense, yep. number one in the league. Uh, and their first in time of possession, which is good. I, I think can really pay them dividends when you're playing some of these excellent offenses, keep them off yeah. the field. Yes. So they're all good. So there's, it's it's not, you know, nitpicking to say that there's a ton of good stuff. There's obviously, and I'll get to the bad, but what do you, you hear all that stuff. That's a lot of good stuff right there from this team. They can control the clock. They can they can stress any defense out there. They have incredible pass catchers, incredible offensive line, great running back. Um, they have everything you need to be successful. They just line up and tell you, beat us if you can, stop us if you can. And the majority of time, an opponent cannot. They can slow down the game to keep the opposition's offense off the field, or they can speed it up and, clo- and, and, and score in a hurry. long as they're scoring from outside the 20, they're fine. Mm. <laughs> Once you get inside the 20, you, be, you become an asset to the enemy instead of an asset to yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, they have everything you need. You know, they're right where they need to be, you know. And, and again, this offense has not been as as meticulous as we want it to be. The, 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 the turnover volume has been shocking in a lot of ways, and yet they've won seven out of eight. Okay. Um, not much to complain about that. Do you want to see it better, more fluid? Yes. But if, you, if you're still racking up the wins, I don't care how you get the win. I don't care if, if it's a fumble ruski. I don't care if it's a last-second field goal that ricochets off the upright. As long as you get that W, I don't care at this point. You know, I think this team is what it is going to be, and it's good enough to win the majority of their games and to win the uh, NFC East. Obviously, Dallas has got, is, wants to have something to say about that. But at the very worst, at the very worst, this team is good enough as we look at it right now to be – a number two seed at the very worst in the NFC. Yep. 
All right. So that's the good. Let, let's run through things that need to improve. Okay. Um, first and foremost, the passing defense. They're giving up 247 and a half in the air. That's 26th in the league. Okay. That ain't going to cut it. Or else you're making your life really hard on the offense because they're going to have to be awesome every week. True. Third down efficiency defensively, while they're good offensively on on third down, they're bad defensively, Derek. They're 25th. Not surprised. Uh, yeah, with it, which I, that ties into the inability to stop the pass. Um, the running game, as we mentioned, three straight games now that they haven't rushed for, for 100 yards. That's the first time in seven years that that's happened. Jalen Hurts has 11 turnovers this year, which is more than he had all of last year. And And here's something else that we didn't get into too much yesterday. Why in God's name is Kenny Gainwell responding to tweets at halftime of the game on Sunday? First of all, I thought that was an NFL violation. That's what I thought. But I asked I asked people, you know, that were there, and they told me, well, even Nick Sirianni said at the podium, and a couple of people confirmed to me that, um, you know what, we talked to him. He's a good kid. We talked to him, and he knows he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be focused on the second half of a game, and he's jawjacking with somebody on Instagram. So they talked to him. Didn't yell at him. Didn't come down on him. They just said, dude, you can't do this. Okay. Um, now, he got caught. You realize how many players look at their phones at halftime of games? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. Today's players, man. Today's I, I guess it's exasperated by the fact that he he fumbles. He's not playing well in particular. It's like, dude you know what, haven't you worry about securing the ball in your game plan? And I'm sure he is a good guy. I don't doubt that, but it's a very bad look. And, and the it other, is. like, it you're is. always going to hear noise, man. You can't respond because you can't win. No, They're going to keep coming win. at you. In fact, it's going to have them coming at you even harder if you respond to it rather than ignore it. No, man, you, but you do look at, look at the breed of athlete. We talk about today's game, the stuff they continuously do off the field the antics on the field. That's today's mindset of these young players in the NFL today. That's why so many of the older players say, man, I can't coach these kids nowadays. I would lose my mind trying to coach these kids nowadays. Yeah. 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 It's, it's true, man. It's a different breed. You got to coddle them differently than you did back in the day, man. It's just, you know, since the advent of, of social media and cell phones, you know, think about what, didn't the iPhone come out like 2010, something like that? Something uh, 2009, 2000, was it something like that? I guess, you know, maybe maybe before that. Think about, think about us, Rob. Everywhere we go, we're looking at our cell phone. We're tethered to it, man. It's constantly. And especially yeah. us in this business. Yep. Anytime I can get a notification, I get, and I get hundreds of notifications on things going on. I don't care where you are, dude. You're looking at your phone. You know, it becomes a point now. I got... I got to have my phone with me more so than if I left a credit card at home or something like that. At I card. know. You know what I mean? Well, the problem is it's, it's not even so much. Like I'm not worried that, Oh my God, did, uh, did so-and-so go out to eat somewhere? No, I'm worried that I'm going to miss a big trade. I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to keep up, you know, with something that's happening in our world that we have right. to be locked in on all the right. time. Right. Even even like I don't text and drive. I don't look at my phone when I'm driving. Whatever. I, I, I had a 45 I, minute ride today. I get out of my <laughs> I get out of my car and I'm immediately like, all right, what what's what happened? 
you know, and that's that, it sucks. I can't, frankly, but it is. It's just the, the way of the world now. Um, and and athletes are the same, and, and not just football. It's other sports as well. Yeah. Uh, the only place it really doesn't happen is is baseball because you're constantly on the field for you know for the duration of a game. But but basketball in the NFL, it, it happens all the time. You just got caught. It shouldn't happen, but you know it does. Yeah. You know, but but you have to. And I'm sure Sirianni set a standard, but you know, game well got caught got caught up in in, in it for a moment. Uh, you know, calling some guy little boy. You know, what was the comment? We saw the screenshot. Hold on to the effing ball, you bum. Or something. Well, I, here's the thing. In fairness to him, like we've all probably responded to a troll or a knucklehead from time Heck to time. Yes. Heck yes. And then, and then once you start having it back and forth, you're like, why did I go down this rabbit hole? Like, why? I should have just ignored this. So easier. I get it. It's easier said than done, you know? Because they get you to respond to them, which, which, and then other people jump in and that have no, no allegiance to one way or the other, but they just have to jump in. And you're like, see, this is my fault. I should not have let this happen. This is my fault. I can't blame anybody else. Had I said nothing, it just goes away in a matter of a few minutes. But no, I had to put a little bit more kerosene on the fire and keep this thing going. You know, they either jump on your side or they jump on the opposition side. Mm-hmm. Eight times out of 10, they'll jump on the opposition side. So, you know, yeah. so what? Yeah. You know, so what? You got to have thick skin. But, you know, th- I, th- I thought it was funny when it came out that he's on the phone jaw jacket with somebody. Well, it also, it becomes nothing if he's playing well, too. Frankly, I mean, yeah. honestly, it becomes yeah. nothing. If, if if he doesn't fumble there or has a 25-yard run or it's like, all right, whatever. Who cares? You know, I, it doesn't I, matter. We know how this works. You know, it's that, that's what it really, you know, amounts to here. All right, let's uh, step aside. Let's come back. Let's dig into the Cowboys a little bit. We'll look at their wins, their losses. We'll look at some numbers that we, you need to be aware of, some injuries, uh, who's playing well, who can be susceptible here to them, maybe, uh, you know, having some uh, success against. We'll do all that when we come back. A little later, we will mix in some Halloween stuff, some scary athletes from over the years. We will do that as well. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, it's scary. Uh, It's also difficult to discern, to weed out the, the wrong people and find the right person. I'm here to make your life a little bit easier. I found Jim Murray a few years ago in Principal Financial Group, and it was the best thing that I ever did. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with personally. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 9964751. You could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. out with us that's Derek Gunn I am Rob Ellis on this uh you know Tuesdays are, are can be a struggle bus kind of day sometimes Gunner but you think about it we have the NFL trade deadline at four o'clock a lot of us woke up to the news that James Harden got traded uh it's Dallas week I mean got a lot going on yeah, it's you good do. you got the World Series you know I know it's, I know it pains you to say those words that don't hurt. include the Phillies World Series you got the World Series going on. Yeah, you got a lot going on this week, man. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's busy. Uh, it's busy. Now, um, now after Sunday, it's going to be a little dry because you got the bye week next week. Yes, that'll be a little tough. That'll be a little tough. Uh, all right, so the Cowboys are this week. They're five and two. They beat the Rams last week, forty-three to twenty. Um, so here are the teams that they've beaten, Derek. They've won playing at the Giants. They beat the Jets at home. They beat New England at home. They won at the Chargers and they beat the Rams at home. They're their five wins. They have lost on the road. Both road games uh, were losses. That they Their two losses are on the road, I should say, uh, at Arizona and at San Francisco. Now, the Arizona game was very surprising at the time. The San Francisco game, not so much. That was, that was sort of when San Francisco peaked in the early part yep. of this year, and yep. they haven't played the same since. Now they've had some injuries, too. Um, 
But uh, before we get into the specifics of numbers and, and players and all that kind of stuff, give me your overall impressions from what you've seen from them so far this year. Um, they've 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 beaten up on lesser opponents. Um, they got caught. They got caught with their guard down against Arizona, and they got they got out muscled by a stronger San Francisco team at that time. Um, but they have a good roster. They have a good nucleus of talent. Um, again, the Dan Quinn defense is a very active, very fast defense. Uh, losing Trayvon Diggs, uh, it was huge for that defense. But this young kid, Deron uh, Bland, has really stepped up and filled a gap for them. You know, um, now we're going to see what they're like against another heavyweight. They failed against San Francisco. Um, they've won the games they were supposed to win, except the Arizona game. Um, and, and now we're going to see where they are. Uh, as a team, they're they're nicked up just like the Eagles are. Maybe not as much as the Eagles, but they're nicked up mm-hmm. also. The good thing is they got to come here. You know, they had to go to San Francisco and got embarrassed in San Francisco. They got to come here first. You know, um, it's it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Um, I still don't trust Dak Prescott, although Dak is taking better care of the football. Had a great game this past Sunday you know, against a, a, de, a depleted Rams team. Um, but I got to see him do it. You know, the Eagles answered the challenge against a very potent Miami offense. Dallas's offense is nowhere near as potent as Miami's offense. Yep. But anytime it's just like we always talk about anytime it's a divisional game, you can analyze it all you want. And sure enough, like I said, Friday, when you talk about the Eagles playing Washington, I expect them to beat Washington. But the story is going to write itself. And sure enough, again, it was an interesting game. It's more interesting than it should have been. Um, And I think the same is going to be with this Dallas team. They don't run the ball extremely well. But if you give Dak time, Dak is going to pick this defense apart. And let's face it, Dak plays some of his better football against the Eagles. So I'm not overly impressed with Dallas yet. But the fact that they're bird dog in the Eagles heels, it's a divisional game, makes that game that much more intriguing. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing with Dallas is uh, their their line is banged up. They, they've had a couple of injuries. Tyron Smith is still banged up. They don't know what his status is going to be. Um, they haven't run it particularly well. They're averaging about 3.9 yards per carry. Pollard is. Right. Who's their feature guy now. 423 yards. I mean, not bad. Uh, they've been very effective in the passing game. CeeDee Lamb's had a good start. 46 catches, 633 yards, three touchdowns. Dax had a, had a good start, 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns, five picks. He, he is still prone, prone to throwing interceptions. He well, is completing, he's completing. He's completing 71% of his passes. That's a massive number. It's a big number against this, this pass defense. It is. It is. And, and look, they're the second highest scoring team in football. The Eagles and the yes. Cowboys are neck and neck. They're right there. Now, the tight the tight tight end, Jake Ferguson, he's okay. Yeah, um, young guy. Yeah. Not, he's not Dalton Schultz. You know, but but the tight end is not a, a prominent fixture. Brandon Cook only has I don't understand this. Brandon Cook only has 16 catches in six games. So I don't yeah. I, I they, they're getting better, but the use of him has been puzzling. Uh exactly. Yeah. Michael Gallup only has 20 catches. Yeah. So once you get past CD Lamb, who has 46, the next closest pass catcher has uh 25. Mm-hmm. But here's something to keep an eye on. They have 23 plays, 23 pass plays of 20 or more yards. 
That's a number you got to keep an eye on. That's a biggie. And they've been very successful with that against the Eagles. Yes. You know, yes. getting beat for big plays, whether it goes back to when Amari Cooper was there or whatever. It feels like they, they've they hit the Eagles with some big ones over the last few years. Yeah. It's also it's also weird in general to get a feel for this um, because Hurts and Dak Prescott haven't played against each other. One's no. hurt, the other's no. hurt. They, they they seem to never meet one another, which, which also – I guess lends intrigue to this matchup. I, I you know, Eagles are three point favorite at home. This is about what it probably should be, you know, yep. right around that number. Yep. And of course, Jalen's going in this game less than a hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. He's so. dealing with the knee. Yeah. But that, that all that said, he goes 29 to 38 complete 76%, 319 yards, four touchdowns, a 135 passer rating. Now yep. Yep. this is a different defense, you know, and, and then, than what Washington is, but he's still, even with the knee injury had a pretty damn good, game yeah yeah uh, there's no question about it you know I I don't think there's many quarterbacks in the NFL that could play as effective as Jalen has played despite the turnovers um playing on a gimpy knee like that you know and I keep asking people in to know about this knee and I keep saying stop reading press clippings it's a it's a knee bruise it's a bruise. Okay, well, it's a bruise to the point where he's limping and he's wearing a brace. Right. So it does fa- affect him to a, to some degree, you know. But look at it. Look at the throws he's still making. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not scrambling as much. He's more of a pocket passer now. But that offensive line is giving him time in the pocket to go down the field when he wants to, and that's that's all you can ask at this point. Yeah. If this is something that's going to bother him for for weeks, and hopefully the bye week is where he gets healthy again with this thing. You know, if, if this is some, if he has a function in this manner and continues to put up the big throws, the big numbers, especially when you got a guy like AJ Brown pulling stuff out of the sky the way he does, then so be it. I'd rather have him on the field at less than 100% playing the way he's playing now than not to have him at all and have to go to you know who is his backup. No, I, you, you, the guy who celebrated his 30th birthday yesterday, Marcus Mariota. Um, I would say this the there's two things. One, the good news is he's evolved enough as a passer where if he has to be a little bit of a pocket guy, he's he's way better equipped for that now than he was two, three years ago, right? For yeah. sure. But the other thing that needs to happen is they need to start supporting him with the running game. And that, that means staying committed to it and getting more production out of it. It hasn't been good enough the last few weeks. You don't want to keep making him one-dimensional, because especially with Parsons and those guys. They will tee off on him. And and if you if you get that running game going, you can use Dallas's defensive speed against them. Yes. You know, especially um, on delayed draw type runs, zone runs, uh, RPO or RPO stuff. You can use that, that that burst they have off that line of scrimmage because they do. They do come off that ball pretty fast. Um, and it's going to be a good test for this Eagles offensive line. Um, you you got to find a way to get back to having a more balanced attack against some of these teams. You really do. Because eventually being one-dimensional is going to find a way to bite you. Yeah. You know, uh, the fact that they've had three consecutive games now where the running game has not been up to par, I'm shocked by that. I'm, I, I really am. Yeah, especially you think about the way they were they ripped through uh, Minnesota and Tampa Bay earlier oh. in the year. Oh. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, rolling up 200-plus two, yards on the ground. So it's been a real contrast from what that was earlier. Yeah, and, and obviously it's a matter of making adjustments um, to get this thing going. Um, DeAndre, this might be the game where DeAndre Swift might have to get the ball 25 times in his hand in, yep. in one game. He might, because his, his patience behind the line of scrimmage to wait for a hole 
to open is, is excellent. His ability to cut back against the grain is excellent. He is the perfect kind of running back you want to have against the Dallas defense, you know. And so, you know, we always talk about how keep him in the in the 15 to 18, 19 range in terms of carries. This might be that game like he did early in the season where he might have to get 25, 27 carries. Yeah, I, I would – look, there's – um, you know, when you look at Dallas, I, th- there's a couple things. They, for the most part, the Eagles have done a pretty good job of not letting Micah Parsons go crazy on them. No, right. No. So they've had a pretty good game plan for him. You know, we'll see if that continues because we know he's got six sacks, he's got 22 tackles, nine tackles for losses, two pass defense, you know, forced fumble, partridge in a pear tree. The guy's the guy's all over the place. We know that. Um, but they all it's he's not the only one. Armstrong, here, here we go. I'm gonna butcher this. Osa. Zuma. I was better in the freaking pre-show than I did, and I was on that one. Hey, you did great by my standard. All right, three sacks. Those guys each have three sacks, so Dallas can get after the, the quarterback. Um, so defensively, they're pretty good in, in terms of points allowed. They're fourth. Uh, they're they're middling against the run. You can run on them. They're giving up hundred and almost 109 per game on the ground, which is 18th. Pretty which good against not, the pass. Not bad, but not great. Yeah, and pass, they're good. They're top four. They're fourth in passing. Offensively, second in scoring, 11th in rushing, 16th in passing. Um, they're good. Look, this is a good team, but we, we there's a couple things. If this is a close game, I wonder how the quarterback for them and the yep. coach for them reacts in, in a, in a two-minute situation or a, a critical decision-making play on the field by Dak, or uh, do I challenge this? Do I go for it here if I'm Mike McCarthy? And I feel good that those guys will make the wrong decision or make a mistake. I do. Yeah, here's what I feel best about. If if Jalen Hurts has the ball in his hand with two minutes left in the game, Dallas is in trouble. If Dallas has the ball with Dak at two minutes left in the game, I'm not as worried. Even as bad as the Eagles' pass defense is, I'm not as worried about Dak having a ball with two minutes left in the game as I would be with Jalen having the ball. We've seen Eagles walk down the field in 48 seconds, a minute 54, and put seven on the board. You know, I don't think Dak is that quarterback. You know, he's not that guy. He's more meticulous with his throws. He's more careful with the ball. And plus, he doesn't have the wealth of pass catchers the Eagles do. Yep. It's simple. They don't have an A.J. Brown. CeeDee Lamb's a good receiver. He's not A.J. Brown. Okay. Um, Brandon Cooks is a good receiver. He's not Devontae Smith. You know, so I like I like I like the Eagles' chances better in a close game than I do Dallas. I do too. I do too. And this is home. And and look, this is this is where your defense, and I know they're 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 having a tough time against the pass, but this is where your defense, in, in my estimation, Derek, has to start showing that they can contain Dak Prescott. Prescott's hurt them too much. Yeah, you know, over the years. Yeah, he has. And yes, he's he hurt has. them, it feels like, more than he has a lot of other teams. So start showing that. Um, like I said, we have kind of the unknown with these two starting quarterbacks playing against one another. It didn't happen last year when Jalen was hurt, Minshew was in there. When Dak was hurt, Cooper Rush was in there. And the Eagles won the game without Dak, and the Cowboys won the game without Jalen, as you would expect. Um, well, let me, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. If somebody, somehow, someway, Dallas came in here and beat the Eagles on the in the Eagles' backyard, how much will that mess up your bye week? Oh, it will really mess up my bye week. 
<laughs> you haven't gotten over the Phillies yet. You oh, no, I, I am not mentally prepared for that, Derek. I will be the first one to tell you that will not go over well. That will not go over well. Yes, for for fourteen days, you gotta you gotta linger on that one. No, thank you. No, let's. I'm not introducing that into my brain. I'm not allowing that uh, to even enter. Yeah, no, no, that would not go over well. I think so. What? Uh, uh, here's the other part that would be bad. Not only, you know, that part of it, obviously, but the fan base would lose their mind, and we will have been past the trade deadline. So it's like whatever went wrong in the game, it's like, yeah, not gonna be able to make a trade to get to improve that. They're gonna people are gonna go crazy if that's the case. That's the tricky part about the timing of this. Like that you have this game now heading into a bye could either set you up beautifully where you could float on a cloud for two weeks. Yeah. Or you're you're crashing and burning and you know kind of crawling your way along to try to get out of this thing. You know, um what Mr. Taz, don't put that evil on us. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Thank not. you. Thank I'm you, not. I'm just, yes. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for conversation. Yeah. That's all. I, I told you guys. I'm, I'm gonna say it all week. I expect the Eagles to win this game. I really do, based on overall better personnel, even with the abundance of turnovers the Eagles have had. I expect them to win this game. But there's, a, there's a possibility, as we see in the NFL, anything is, un, anything is, 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 is a possibility. We've seen it through seven weeks already. Yeah, Chuck's not wrong. We're not even over the Super Bowl when, when the Eagles are up 10 at halftime. It's true. The Eagles could be over the season up to this point. If it, if they beat Dallas, it would make their season. It would give them bragging rights. That one game against Dallas. Now, see, if they lost to Dallas, people are not going to sit here and say, well, at least we're 7-2 and two going to the bye. They're going to say, how in the world did we lose to Dallas? It's, you, 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 what you just said, epitomizes the, the mindset of this fan base. Yeah. If they lose to Dallas, they're going to be miserable for two weeks. No doubt. No doubt. It will be panic. It, it's going to be the most panicked seven and two start you'll ever see. Exactly. Everything's going to be wrong. It's going yes. to be an indictment on everybody. Nick Sirianni and Howie Brian and the players. Decide's fault. Everybody. Yeah. Brian Johnson. Decide. You, everybody's going to get it, man. It, it is. It is. It's going to be across the board for sure. Exactly. But, the the biggest way to a win this game, but but be good the rest of the way with all these tough games is more than anything else. I I agree that the pass defense is not good enough, but I'm telling you the thing I guarantee you will hurt them is the turnovers. If oh, they don't stop oh, that and clean oh, that up, oh, it is going not. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. If they keep turning the ball over like don't, this, don't turn the ball over to Dallas. Whatever you do, don't turn the ball over to Dallas. Yeah. Because they have a young man on the back end of the defense that knows how to find it, find the end zone. Oh, Deron Bland. He's yes. got three pick sixes already this season. Yes. yes, he's tied for the league lead with four, and three of them, three of them are he's returned to the house. Plus, we've we've talked about how well the special teams has played. Do not let uh Kevante Turpin get open oh. space in a in the punt return game. And we Elliot needs to put that thing, you know, it, through the goalposts when he kicks off every time. I put it in the concession stands for yeah. sure. Yep. Do not give that young man space because he is lightning fast and he has an array of moves and he can get it up the field in a hurry. You know, do not make a mistake in a punting game this week. Well, you know what's uh, what's also interesting about the Eagles, even at seven and one. Like, what would you say their identity is? That uh, because they in the beginning of the year the passing game wasn't necessarily great, right? They were running it pretty well. Now they're passing it well, not running it well. 
defensively, I guess you could still say they're a team that really gets after the quarterback because they're they're you know they're ranked pretty high and, and they're sixth in sacks. That's certainly good. I don't know what they are exactly yet. I would, offensively, I would say they can score at any given moment. Um, on defense, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. It yeah. is still very much a work in progress. It's a week-to-week defense. Yeah. They show up and played lights out against Miami. They played like they hadn't practiced all week against Washington. See, right. You don't right. know what you don't know what defense is going to show up. See. And on top of that, you don't know who's available week to week for this team. No, you don't. That well, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. And and listen, if Carter plays, it's a game changer. Carter yes. doesn't play. That's a big, big thing. Yes. Um it's one of the more under talked about storylines of the Washington game was he goes down. Your defense wasn't that effective. And I think he plays yeah. a big part in that. So if he can play, it's going to be huge. And at what capacity is Jordan Davis? I agree. I, I agree a hundred percent. It starts with the D tackles on this team, that D tackle rotation. Yeah. Everything feeds um, off of that. Plus we don't know. Milton Williams got banged up. He, he went back in the game, but he got nicked up a little he bit. He did. Yep. You know, so we don't know what, what percentage he's healthy for this game or how long he could be available for this, for this next game. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's so many variables. I, I'm, I'm not as worried about the Cowboys running attack. And I've said this a number of times, teams have got to be smart enough to realize you're not running it effectively between the tackles against this Eagles defense, but you can run on the perimeter against this team. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm surprised more teams haven't identified that running on the perimeter against this Eagles defense. You know, you keep playing right to this strength in the run game, which puts you in a lot of third and long situations. Yeah, I, you're nuts if you even try anything off tackle. No, no, no not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're playing right into the Eagles defense's hands in terms of putting you in third and, third and long and allowing their pass rushers to pin their ears back and come after you. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to find a way to loosen up that defense, and the only way you can really do it is running, uh, attempting to run on the perimeter against the Eagles defense. Yeah. And I'm surprised more teams haven't tried to do that. These teams keep trying these delayed draws and these stretch runs in between the tackle. They go nowhere. They're going nowhere fast. If Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis are in there, those type of plays are going nowhere fast for the opposition. The only time, the only time you might have success is is when they go to that four-man front. For whatever reason, doesn't make a difference who's in there. The Eagles four-man front has a problem defending the run. You put that five five man front in there. It's a different different ball game, mm-hmm. different ball game. Yeah, and I think you know just just you know knowing that this is really the the point of when you're jumping off the diving board into into this crazy part of the schedule. Yep. To get a win and have the confidence team wise, yeah, fans too. But I mean, from the for for the team to feel great about themselves over these you know over the week off before you you embark on you know the game after that is at Kansas City on a Monday night like y- yeah you got to be like that is such a huge boost i'm not saying if they lose it they can't rebound they've been good at rebounding all year yep. but it's just it's an, a great way to go into the bye psychologically absolutely go into the bye get bodies healed up you know you got ext- 14 days to get your bodies healed up come back stronger for a, for a tough stretch run and let the chips fall where they where they may. Sometimes when when you hurt after a game like you know a divisional game like Eagles Dallas, and you're on the losing side of that going into the bye, things hurt just a little bit worse emotionally, physically. 
because you didn't get a job done against that team. You know, and let's face it, if if, if the Eagles, yeah, I hate to, I hate to say this, if they come out on the losing side, even though Dallas has played one less game, I believe, I think Dallas already had a bye. If they I'm have. Not. Okay, they're still the front runners because they own the tiebreaker with the Eagles. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. That no. mess. I mean, they have two losses, so they would both have two losses if yeah. that was the case. One less game. Yeah. You win. You win. That and game. they have the head to head. Yeah, you win that game. You're two up. You're two up on Dallas going into yeah. the bye. That's yeah. a great spot to be in. Great yeah. spot to be in. I mean, yeah, Dallas sitting there at th- with three losses. At, Dallas would be five and three at that point, and yep. you're you're eight and one. Eight and one. Yep. <sighs> Yeah, it's a it's a big difference, and you start looking at the NFC. If you're able to keep stacking, because now the you know uh, 49ers have lost three. You had the Lions won last night, so they're they're keeping you know keeping pace, and they bounce back after the bad game last week. But you know, right now it's the the Lions are and and Seattle, by the way, who, who has already had their bye also, but they're the only two teams with two losses. Everybody else has it in a minimum three, including you know well. Dallas still has two, but the other teams have a minimum uh, three at this point. So you can, can further distance yourself going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't know. And we don't know how those tiebreakers stack up against the likes of, of Detroit uh, and, and teams like that. So you want to make sure you've put yourself in the best position possible to c- control your own destiny and not have to rely on help somewhere else down the road. Yeah, no question. All right, uh, full-blown NFL segment coming up at 1 o'clock where we'll get into a bunch of different things, including last night's game. And, boy, that Raiders. There, there's a bunch of teams, Gunner, that are just a mess this year, like wow. a real legitimate mess. Yeah, the yeah. Raiders are definitely one of them. Like, don't you feel like that thing, if I'm them, I am between now and 4 p.m. Eastern, I am moving a lot of parts if I can. They're a disaster. I will say this: the Raiders' defense played. They played some good ball. Last they hung. They hung. They, they were on the field too, way too long. Oh, I mean, they were beat by the by the midway through that fourth quarter. And their motor guys like Crosby, they were just their yeah, tongues were yeah. on the ground, man. I yeah. mean, you the for for two plus quarters, man. They uh, they they held they held uh Detroit's running game. Yeah. But after after a while, Jimmy Garoppolo giving the ball back three and out, three and out, three and out. He stinks. He stinks. Dude. He missed Devontae Adams wide open on three different kicks. If I'm Devontae Adams, especially uh, the animated version of what we saw Devontae last night, I'm sitting next to the owner on the, on the plane ride home. Back You're to doing it to Marco Murray with uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie? Can you please Can you please find a way to get me out of here? Yeah, I don't want to abandon you. I, I wanted to come here. But number one, you took Derek Carr, which was the reason why I came here, a big reason why. Yeah. And now you give me this mess. You know, this is a guy who the last th- three seasons had over a-, a hundred catches or more. He's going to be struggling to get the eighty catches at this point. Oh, big time! You know? Yeah, big time. He is there. Yeah, and they're just you. You can tell they're in like finger pointing mode. It's bad. It's a bad look, John. You know what? Maybe we'll do it when we come back. Let- let's look at like guaranteed goners. All right, instead of hot seats, these seats are like you know on fire. Like you, if you even sit, you're done. So let, let, let's hit that when we come back. And we'll, we're going to do some Halloween stuff. Scariest uh, Philadelphia and national athletes as well. We'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about the folks, the great folks at ProAction Restoration. Yes, if you have a home, a business, and you have gone through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to your property, you know how challenging that can be. And you're also not really sure where to turn to. Well, 
I'm telling you who you turn to. It's Pro Action Restoration. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I reached out to them on a Saturday, and they got right out to my parents' house, and they assisted them. It was a mess. Their, their basement was flooded. Um, they cleaned it up. They found the problem. The price was right. The crew was professional. It, it was a, a, a really a relief of an experience all around. Pro Action Restoration is licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So if it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, or something else, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, 
We prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles We're back. Appreciate you hanging with us. We are Sports Take. If you have not subscribed, please do. Please hit the like button. Tell a friend. Thank you. He's Derek. I'm Rob. All right. So I just spur of the moment. Just just thinking about this, Derek. Um, you know, the, 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 the folks who are, who are the coaches who I think are, are absolute locks not to be back with their teams next year. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll run through it real quick. Um, I think the locks are Josh McDaniels. Okay. Of, of Vegas. I think Ron Rivera is a lock. I think. Eberflus. Eberflus is a lock in Chicago. I, I, I would say. I, let me see if there's anybody else who's a lock. I think Dennis Allen, if the if the Saints don't make the playoffs, is out. I agree. I think that's probably it in terms of locks. Here's here are the ones that I think could go either way. Brable. Belichick could walk away, probably not considering he signed the, the massive extension. extension. Yeah. Probably not happening. Oh, Staley. You forgot Staley. Oh, sorry. Staley's a lock, too. Staley's a lock, too. Barring some, you know, miracle run that the Chargers get on, which is not totally out of the question. They could get in the wild card. They're three and four right now. Um, Who else? I would say if – what do you think about Stefanski if Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs? Depends on how many games Deshaun Watson misses. Yeah. Like that's I personally huge. would bring him back. Yeah, uh, that's huge there. Um they 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 showed they have metal with the way they took down the 49ers. You know, they held the 49ers yeah. to 17 points, although the 49ers cost themselves that game on the missed field goal. Um he he, he might he might be the exception to the rule. Um if if Watson miss, let's say Watson misses half the games, yeah, you can't pin it all on Stefanski. That's a good point. And last year was a total disaster. Through it no was a disaster last year. I mean, all right, let, let me throw another one in there. And this one hits close to home. Matt Lafleur, is he safe? Um, I don't know. Green Green Bay is kind of like Pittsburgh, loyal to a fault to coaches. Um, but it, it clearly shows. See how how much uh, um is on him compared to the what the GM? What's his name? Gutenhurst or whatever the heck his name yeah, is. Gutenhurst, something. I mean, like he's that. the one that assembled this team. I think he should go before the head coach. Mm. I think the head coach. You went from uh you went from having a future Hall of Fame quarterback under center, who played his last year with a bunch of kids, and they barely won eight games and finished eight and nine. To now, and, and on top of that, the defensive coordinator yep. needs to go. There's other areas that team needs to address first, I think, for the floor. 
But the fact that I don't know how much his offense is handcuffed because of the inexperience on the offensive line, the wide receivers, and the quarterbacks. Um, you know, he, he he's 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 coached with Kevin um, he, with Kyle Shanahan. You know, his offense is nowhere near as creative as a Shanahan offense. And I wonder if it's because of all the kids. You know, Green Bay has the youngest roster in the NFL at just under 25 years of age on the average. Yeah, that's a lot to ask. That is, you know, especially the quarterback. More than anything, an inexperienced yeah. quarterback is you're always going to go through growing pains. I mean, that kid's completing 55 percent of his passes thrown to nobody. Yeah, and half the time the team can't get healthy. His right. his primary pass catchers haven't been healthy for a lot of for a lot of what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying he's 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 got his head above water, but you've got to look at the GM and the defensive coordinator before you look at the head coach. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with that. All right, let me throw another one at you. Is Todd Bowles safe if they don't make the playoffs? I don't think so. I think okay. I think Tampa Bay is looking for an excuse to move in another direction. See, Todd Bowles is one of those guys you can't help but like him. Everybody loves Todd Bowles because of his personality. And let's face it, he is a very good defensive co- coordinator. Um, but the bottom line is winning, winning. And you know there's going to be a public outcry down in Tampa. You know, we need to move in a different direction. You know, they don't even know if Mike uh, Evans is coming back after this season. No, he's made it very clear. He he may very move cool. on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Todd Bowles is the is the easy scapegoat to 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 uh pinpoint in terms of the team's demise this year. Mm-hmm. You didn't give him you didn't give him a real frontline quarterback. You gave him a, you gave him a guy who's a scrapper, but you didn't give him a legit, you know, frontline quarterback. Um you didn't he doesn't have much of a running game, you know, but he's going to take the fall for this mess. He's the one that's going to say, "Hey, you didn't coach him up enough." So I do believe Todd Bowles is definitely on a hot seat. Now, let me ask you this. Out of all the names that you just mentioned who are on the potential hot seat, who do you think is the one, one or two or three guys that may not make it to the end of this season? Eberflus would be one. Ron Rivera would be one. Josh McDaniel would be one. I don't care what uh, Al Davis's kid has been saying uh, to the contrary. Um I don't. They would not do that to Vrabel in season. He's been there too long. He's too well respected. Yeah. Staley may not make the end of the season. I'd say those guys. Yeah, I'd say those guys. Let me. I I saved one for you, Derek. Who? Let's say Dallas makes the playoffs but loses in the first round, or the second round. Even they don't get out of the. Let's say they don't get out of the divisional round. Is McCarthy safe? If they don't get past the first round, I think he's gone. Okay. They got past the second round. I think Jerry Jones is just goofy enough to keep him in place, saying we're moving in the right direction. He's been saying that for 25 years. We're moving in the right direction. You know, he came out again on his radio show and said, you know, our plan is to stand pat. Well, if you're in a division and you're trying to catch the likes of the Eagles, and you've seen them make a move to get a Julio Jones, uh, a buyer, a Roby, and you're going to just stand pat, then you're going to get what you deserve. You've done nothing to improve your roster. I mean, you look at your roster right now. You've had injuries along the offensive line. Right. Your running game is not where it's supposed to be. You could use more help on the back end of your defense, and you're just going to stand pat. You deserve what you get, which is an early-round exit, especially the way Seattle's playing right now. The Eagles, of course, and Detroit. 
you're talking about standing pat, knowing that the, the one of those three teams or a couple of those teams, you, you got to face the Eagles twice in a regular season. Mm-hmm. You could have to face Detroit or Seattle in the first round of a playoff. You know, and you're talking about standing pat. You get you get exactly what you deserve. But the first fall guy in that organization, the way Jerry Jones does things, will be Mike McCarthy if this team bottoms out. I agree. I agree. It's you know Jerry's sort of a wild card. You know he was he went he skewed like uber loyal to yeah. Jason Garrett for forever. It felt like yeah. right, but he you know he's also like not getting any younger and I don't know, man. I I think that could go a lot of different ways. You know, at the end of the yeah, season, yeah. I do. Yeah, Jerry's eighty-one. He's I want another trophy. Yeah, well, the manner in which you're going about it is not the way to get you another trophy. You've got to improve. Uh, you've got to improve a good roster. When you see somebody in your division ahead of you improving, you got to make moves also. And he's basically he's basically said twice in the span of a week, our plan is to stand pat. Now, who knows? Is that a smokescreen? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But if that is the case. That team's not going to take you very far the way it is right now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good enough to get double digit wins, but it's not going to take you where you ultimately want to go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let, let's have a little Halloween fun, D Gun. Let's look at some scary cats here, man. Some scary guys. We could go local, and then we could go national. What's scary? Intimidating. They either had the look or whatever the case may be, and and the beauty is it can apply to a lot of different ways, like. You brought up a guy, and we'll just start with him in our show meeting, who was the nicest human being maybe that's ever walked the face of the earth in Reggie White. Yep. Reggie White was scary, man, if you were lining up uh, on the other side of him. You, you line up against that dude, and you're on you're on his highlight reel for being another one of his club victims, <laughs> that one-armed club victim. You know, Reggie White was is a phenomenal talent. It was a phenomenal talent. One of the scariest DNs that ever played a game. Uh, there's no question he has to make that that scary list because he had a nonstop motor, and he would wait for it and, and, and wait for his his best moves would come in the fourth quarter. Yep, you know that's when he really asserted himself in a game in the fourth quarter of a game, um, and you couldn't stop him. You knew yep. it was coming, you knew what was coming, and you still couldn't stop him. I agree, I agree. He was he was he was literally unstoppable in his prime. That, that's for sure. Uh, and then there's others that are that are a little more, I guess, kind of obvious, um, like Andre Waters. Oh, oh! I mean, Dirty Waters was his nickname, and it was a different NFL then. I mean, you you could you could cut guys' legs, you could spear them. It was a totally different world back then. But Andre Waters was a frightening sight for other teams. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, you talk about a guy pass catcher goes over the middle. Instead of looking at the ball, he wants to know where Andre Waters is. Yep. Uh, that's the kind of intimidation he imposed on, on opposing pass catchers or potential pass catchers. Um, that man played his heart and soul out every time he stepped on the field. Mm-hmm. Similar to similar to a Brian Dawkins. Yes. Brian Dawkins was the ultimate intimidator. Brian Dawkins is, is a great one and a good, good, uh, you know, recent one uh, from JM there uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, Brian Dawkins was was the most perfect mix of athleticism, intimidation, great yep. you know, just great all around player could do everything. Um, yeah, 
He's that's a good answer, man. And it isn't maybe one you think of right away, but he absolutely belongs on that list for sure. Now, one, I'm trying to think of his name. It was scary. He was a defensive end for the Eagles back in like 05, 06. He came out of Mississippi State. He was a first round pick, and the Eagles traded him to the Raiders. Raiders. Uh God, how am I? My doing? goodness. Can't think of his name. But the reason I brought him up, yeah, Seals, we were talking about Jack Tatum, definitely. Jack, Jack Tatum, Tatum is, is the number one guy on my non-Philadelphia scary athlete list. Jack Tatum's mission was to hurt people, period. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you talk about, about ultimate scary. He was like Jason from that movie Friday the 13th, scary. He He's one of those guys, I mean, literally, like receivers didn't want to go across the middle. They wanted to just run fly patterns. Oh, oh thank you, showing up, Derek Burgess. Derek That's- Burgess, good call. Derek I can be both blanked on that one. Yeah, the good call. Good job, showing up. Let me, t- let me uh, tell you something. Players in the locker room would tell me that they were afraid of Burgess. He was a teammate of theirs. He didn't take any – he didn't say a whole lot. No, he, he was a tough guy to interview, too. Dude, when, he, when you interviewed him, you needed subtitles to understand what he was saying half the time. But I remember players <laughs> telling me – yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, hey, it's true. I was uh, there. I don't, yeah. You know, um, I remember players telling me you didn't even joke with him in the locker room. No, he was not a mess with guy. No, he was, no. some guys you can you can break their stones, and other guys you know better. That's all walks of life. Yeah, it was like that. In, like with your buddies or certain guys in school, yeah. you could have some yeah. fun. And other dudes are just like leave that cat alone because there could be some stuff going on there, uh, for sure. Romanowski and Runyon, JM, good calls. Yep. yep. Very good calls there. Uh, I like both of those. You know, there's a there's a big mix of crazy with Romanowski and just, you know, Runyon was just a, a fierce dude. He he was never going to give up. And let's uh, face it, both 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 exceeded the call of duty, and they were a little dirty. Yeah, they, they were. were dirty, and that's and that's part of the fear factor as well. Mm-hmm. I think the ultimate scary guy in the NFL had to be Lawrence Taylor. But yeah, LT was just. A one-man wrecking crew. I mean, how often do you see guys like Micah Parsons can do this from time to time? Max Crosby is that kind of guy, you know, re, you know, present day, whatever. But I mean, LT. I mean, just talk. If you ever talk to Ron Jaworski, he still wakes up in you know yep. cold sweats from that guy. Just no, no question about it. Dick Budkiss oh. is a good one. We oh, just lost him good. recently. Griffin, Ray, good one. Ray Lewis. Um, Ray Lewis is a good one from Feats. That's a good one too. Mike Mike Singletary would step to the line of scrimmage and talk all game. Oh yeah, you know Mike Singletary was a the a, eyes. A, yes, uh, Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert was a no nonsense <laughs> linebacker, and and he would he would punch people, kick, spit. You know Ronnie Lott. Oh my goodness, Ronnie Lott was a uh, badass man. Epic. Let me tell Technically you badass dude. Anybody would cut off a a, a, a digit a, 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 to keep that, playing in the game. Yeah, cut it off. All right. Uh, I guess so. That, that that tells me that man ain't playing with a full deck to begin with. I'll, I'll give you one. And and he was a, a lovable, lovable guy. But Jerome Brown. Jerome Woo! Brown, man. There Woo! wasn't anything Jerome couldn't do on My a football goodness. field. He, and he was another, you know, just, just totally, you know, one-man wrecking crew type. He was that guy. That, that team had a bunch. Seth Joyner was that way. Yes. Seth Joyner's that way in real life. Seth Joyner, Derek, we know him, right? And you know him better than I do, but we we both know Seth. And when you know Seth, it's different. When you watch people approach Seth who don't know him, there's right. always a little bit of like trepidation. It doesn't mean Seth is a very nice guy when you get to know him, but he Absolutely. has that look. He's I scary. Think, 
I tease Seth all the time. I said, man, why do you always look angry? D-Gun, I don't look angry. That's just my look. I'm like, dude, you got to smile more. I, I, I tease him every chance I get about that. Yeah, you get up on and, and Dan's right. So my two guys that I had from that era were Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters. Wes Hopkins was – he was – it's hard to explain now the, the type of game that he used to have. And even when he came back from a really bad knee injury, he was still amazing and could still lay you out, club you to death, and all those kind of Steve Atwater is a good one. Steve Atwater is one of the oh. best hitters that ever played in the oh, game. I tell you, man. I tell you else, um, um Cam Chancellor from Seattle. My yes. goodness. My goodness. That dude was six five and he laid he laid people out. Yep. Laid out, laid people out. Chuck Bednarik, I see in, in the oh, uh, in the goodness. chat is a good one. Ray Nitschke. Yeah, yeah, and, and and look, in fairness, you could play it differently back there. So those guys yeah. have a little bit of a more advantage yeah. than the guys playing present day who who just are restricted. You know, they just can't do what those guys did, or else they're either going to get kicked out of the game or get flagged. Absolutely, it's just a different kind of thing. And that's always the age old question too. I think Dawkins was athletic enough that he could have, uh, you know, acclimated to today's game. But but there, uh, Andre Waters would have had no chance of playing in the NFL. If he if he was born oh, thirty yeah. years later, no most shot. Of the, most of the players we're talking about couldn't play in today's game. Yeah, they'd be suspended and fined every week. Yes. Now we, we've talked mostly about off uh, defensive players. One of the scariest offensive players I ever watched, Earl Campbell. Oh, Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell was one of those when you tackled Earl Campbell, you knew you put in a day at the office. And I can't tell you how many potential would-be tacklers, especially in open open space, had to make a, di- a business decision trying to tackle Earl Campbell. Yeah, because he would take your soul when he lowered He'd his take shoulder. Your manhood. Yeah, he would take your soul when he lowered his shoulder and picked up a head of steam. You see how many guys would go to the dirt and try to hit him in the ankles. You know, they didn't want any parts of being a, a freight train by Earl Campbell. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, dude, that dude was a, that dude was a, a was a. He was a, he was a freight train coming down the track. Uh, that's a good oh, one. On Lito, great one, great one, Lito. Sean Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Sean man. Taylor would knock people out in Pro Bowls. Now they always yeah. tell you in Pro Bowls, hey, look, we playing a Pro Bowl. Sean Taylor played a Pro Bowl game like he played a regular season game. Yep. If no, he did. The, he did. They had to dial him back in Pro Bowls. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's if true. You, if you if you're in the opponent's uniform, you are getting smacked. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor was a beast on the back end of the defense. Yeah, and and look, you could apply it offensively with other guys too. You know who were just who just struck fear in you, even though they weren't maybe gonna gonna plow you over or whatever. But yeah, Bo Jackson. I see a lot of people putting Bo Jackson. Yeah, you if you're a linebacker and you're getting ready, you know he's getting the ball. You're like, oh man, here we go. You know, and you had to deal with him. Oh my goodness. Conrad Dobler, one of the yes. dirtiest offensive linemen in the history of pro football when he played for the old St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, he was Man, scary. That dude, would, that dude would bite you, bend digits, kick you, punch you below the below the equator. He didn't care. <laughs> below the equator. Oh, uh, yeah. He didn't uh, care. Sills brings up Ron Heller. I'll give you a funny Ron Heller story. There's a, there's a couple different offensive linemen on the Eagles who uh, – Bo Jackson, absolutely, Sean, no question uh, – who um, used to do a radio show uh with Howard Eskin back in the day. No. You ever hear this story? No. So they're on a remote somewhere. Um uh, and and Howard apparently had 
you know, rip this guy on the air, this caller on the air or whatever. Right. right. And, and the, the caller was ticked off and wanted to go, you know, meet up with him and, and go after him. Right. So the guy walks in and Howard's doing the show. And I, be, I believe it was Ron Hellard. I, I, I'd have to double check on that, but I think it was Ron Hellard. The guy goes after Howard, like literally. Oh, Ron Hellard just reaches across with one arm, grabs the dude, throws him out of the place. Right. What? Oh yeah. Like literally like, like just boom, boom, heaves the guy. And that was it. That was it. Oh. I mean, it never, it just stopped right there, but the, <laughs> the guy was going to go after Howard, man. It was, it was unbelievable, what? but it just shows you how strong these, these like for think about it. Like Lane Johnson's dealing with like 300 pound athletic dudes. Yeah. Some, some just guy, they're going to be able to throw them around like rag dolls. That's how strong these cats are, man. It's oh, uh, who's, who's it just brought, uh, brought up a good one? Uh, the Real Zeal. Christian Okoye, the Nigerian Nightmare, was Oh, a, yeah. And his career didn't last that long. He was so physical. His career didn't last that long. That dude was an animal, man, coming through coming through oh. the offensive line. Yeah, he was nasty. He and he, was wore those, nasty. he wore those oversized shoulder pads also. Yeah, so back then the shoulder you. pads were bigger. They were. Yeah. They were. I, I see Spa says Allstott. Allstott was like that. He was a, he was a bruising guy. He was. He, he was. was for sure. Yeah. Uh, John Riggins. That's a good one. You know, R- Riggins was also athletic too, which is crazy. You, you, he doesn't look like he was athletic, but he was. Now um, I'll tell you somebody else who you would not put in that, you wouldn't think, but Steve Smith, when he played wide receiver for Carolina, yes, he would lay people out blocking the, the, the blocks he would make back then. You can't do that anymore, but man, he would like DBs were always looking for where he was on the field. He would lay people out. Good call. And he wasn't a big dude. He was only like 5'10". Good call. But, man, would he he laid a lump. Heinz Ward was definitely one of the most physical wide receivers that ever played the game. You know what? Heinz- I think, yeah, I, I but real quick, I want to correct myself. I, but I, Ron Heller was involved in something else, too. But uh, our RMB says it was Dave Remington. Remington was oh, at, also dude. saved Howard behind once, too. Uh, they, 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 I think he was from Nebraska, Remington. But that's a good, good call, good call there on both of those. Yeah, that you're right, and that's that's the beauty. It could take a lot of different forms, right? Could be an offensive lineman, could be a. I'm just trying to think of other guys like that were off the beaten path. Would any quarterback? Would that apply to any quarterback? Necessarily, obviously, you're afraid of guys who are great passers and all that. But I mean, like, like who, Joe Montana, Dan yeah, Marino, like they can pick you apart. Yeah, I mean, but like, in terms of physical quarterbacks, let's see. Who, who would knock you over to? I'll tell you what, man. Like Anthony Richardson, if he can stay upright, could be that guy. He's Ooh. he's a big dude. Yeah, you know he he reminds you know, me. It was like that of, McNair a little bit. McNair had a little bit of that 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 strength to him. Anthony Richardson reminds me. Oh, Cam Newton. Okay, Cam, Cam Newton, Newton a little bit. Yeah. Um, it reminds me. Anthony Richardson reminds <laughs> me of Jamarcus Russell. You know, um, Jamarcus Russell was a big dude. You yeah, had to be careful how play. you try to tackle him. But again, his his career was cut short because he ran the ball way too much. Um, but in terms of just quarterbacks that were intimidating, Culpepper, show enough. Culpepper was a big, big dude. Yep, Culpepper, big boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I can't I can't think of a, a quarterback though that would fall in that category. I guess Josh um, Allen today, but I I think he's. Uh, uh, you know he's he's gonna get himself hurt. Um, Josh Allen p- would put his nose in there. Josh Allen, man, his 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 quarterback coach and Sean McDermott have to be pulling their hair. Well, McDermott has no hair, 
but he has to be pulling the hair out about the fact that this dude will not slide. He will lower his shoulder and take on a would-be tackler. You see that, by the way. There was a play last night. So Garoppolo's coming off, uh, what was it, his back? He had a back issue. So he's coming off of that injury. There's a play last night pretty early in the game where he could have ducked out of bounds or slid, and he takes a guy on on the sideline. And yeah. and Josh McDaniel, you could see kind of like grabbing, like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, we need you here. And he could tell he was a little little sore after. It was a dumb play. It was just really dumb. But I don't know. That, that seems like the, the Raiders' MO, dumb, uh, you know, more than anything else. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. Michael Robinson, good call there. Uh, real Michael zeal. Robinson, yeah. You know, he was a Penn State quarterback, and then he converted to uh, to fullback in yep. for the for the uh, Seahawks. That's a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> D-backs were afraid of Todd Pinkston. Right. <laughs> there you go, John. There you go. All right, let's get a let's get a quickie <laughs> in. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll look at last night's uh, game. What a mess the Raiders are. Some of the big moves around the NFL injuries. Uh, biggest surprises, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll do all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. So if you have any issues with your trees in your yard or your property, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, you know, this is the time of year to get everything checked out before the weather really gets nasty. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 850 2848 610 850 2848 or online at flintreeservices.com Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging with us. Our number three of the program. That's Derek and Rob hanging out with you. All right. So we mentioned last uh, night that yeah, what's up? Danny White, celebrity death match, Seth versus Howard Eskin. <laughs> yes, Danny. Yes. I, I I would I would pay money for that bad boy. Did you did you see recently the the, the Twitter spat they were having? I do not <laughs> Seth is not the guy that I am starting trouble with. I will just say that. I, I'll leave it at that, man. Howard Howard is uh, is not afraid, but whew, Seth's a different cat to, to be playing with. So I he, uh, was, he was still hot when I was talking to him on Sunday. You you know me. I got to egg him on, Seth. Oh, oh you you're the wrong guy. <laughs> Seth, really, really, Seth. <laughs> he did what? Hey, man. I was hey, I was egging him on every chance I got. Oh, you're trouble. Yeah, you are <laughs> trouble. Man. Um, all right. So the Lions win last night, 26-14. You know, that I tell correct me if you disagree, Derek, if you watched it. Uh, yeah. That's a game the Lions should have just throttled them. Like it, it should have been a total blowout. Like it, it was they they had the pick six. Yep. The, the the Lions did. Um, and there was uh a fumble inside their own five. It kind of felt like the Eagles, where they should have had two yep. more touchdowns. Like yep. it's that could have easily been a game like 40 to 14 uh last you night. Could have. I give I give the Raiders defense all the credit in the world. They came out and played the best they could. Yeah, they hung they as long as they but they just wore down. Jimmy Garoppolo, that was an embarrassment what he did. It got to a point in the second half. I'm like, are you kidding me? I would have pulled him if I was McDaniel. I would have too. When he, when he felt pressure, you saw him curl up looking for where he was gonna get hit instead of trying to float and get the ball down the field. Yep. He wouldn't even throw the ball. If when they started converging him, he was doing this the whole time and curling up. And I'm thinking he's done. He's done. He, he's shell shocked now. It. That's it. That's it. If I if I'm if I'm the offense, I apologize to everybody on that defense because the defense gave them a chance to win. You know, they got two crucial turnovers. One was a pick six. And even though Detroit racked up what like 500 yards of offense, yeah, the Raiders still had a chance to win that game. Oh, I, listen. That should, like I said, it should have been a, a blowout. There's no doubt. But it's, you know, the Lions, to me, here's where we're going to be really keeping a close eye on them, okay? And I'm going to pull up their schedule right now as we speak. All right, yeah. so Detroit, 
I, I wonder what that's going to look like if they're not playing home. It's not to say they haven't won games on the road. They obviously have. They beat the Chiefs the first game of the season, right. although that was without Kelsey and Chris Jones. But um, I just wonder, you know, because of the way it looked last week in Baltimore, and that might be a bit of an overreaction for me um, because they don't really have any – they go to Dallas on in week 17. So I, I, I'd be curious what that looks like. But, look, the Lions have a lot of offensive weapons. Like the kid yeah. Gibbs stepped in for David Montgomery and looked awesome last night. He really did. He looked awesome. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is a stud. We know that. They have a couple Mark other Gibbs, – Jamar Gibbs is electric. Yeah, Laporte is a very good tight end, a young, yeah. young kid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Detroit is is real, and they have a lot of playmakers on the defensive side, too. Uh, yes. Uh, look at look at their coaching staff. For the most part, all ex-NFL players. Honey about Honey Buns got a lot of love last night on the broadcast. What? Hank Fraley. You know, um, and, and I remember he had an okay career yeah. in Philadelphia, but – you know, he he coached in Minnesota also, and he's really made himself a reputable commodity in the NFL as, as an offensive line coach. Um, but you're right. Detroit has done a better job in terms of drafting players, bringing right, the right players in for defense. Last year, the defense was a sieve. They still went nine and eight and just missed the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and you can see you can see their much faster defense, much more confident slash cocky defense. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is an, is a beast up front, you know, um, they have all, they have all the pieces you need. I think Detroit will be more, you know, Detroit hasn't, has never hosted a playoff game in that, in that dome. Never, never hosted a playoff game in that dome. The last time they won, I didn't know that the last time they won the division was 1993. The last time they won a playoff game was 91. Hmm. You know, so I understand why fans of Detroit are stoked about this team. Very creative offense, very creative um, um, uh, 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 mindset there. A good collection of players. Jared Goff is playing some of his best football. Um, they have a chance to do a lot of things, but I think Detroit is the type of team they will be more dangerous if they got home field advantage. And you look at their schedule totally. compared yeah. to the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. Their schedule is is much more favorable, much more favorable than those teams. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you there. Um, it is. I, the, so you ready for the rest of their schedule? They're at the Chargers, which is, you know, a toss up game. You never know what you're getting from the Chargers, yeah. right? Yeah. Week to week. Uh, they're they're they have a bye week, by the way, this week. The Lions do. But then they're home against Chicago, home against Green Bay, at New Orleans, at Chicago, home against Denver, at Minnesota, at Dallas. Uh, I'm sorry, at, uh, that, that game's at Minnesota before Dallas, then they're home against Minnesota. That's a very favorable schedule. That's, that's what I said. They have yeah. a chance They have a chance to run the table. Seriously. They're vying for the one seed with that schedule. They should. With yeah. that schedule, they should. Yeah. You know, and and they, they could run the table, to be honest with you. You know, um, I, as shocking as it sounds, I never thought I'd be talking about Detroit, like a 15-2 or 14-3 and 14-3 team. Mm-hmm. But that with that schedule, that's very viable if they stay healthy, if they play their kind of game. You know, now I wonder how many teams will worry about going to Detroit for a playoff game. You know, something they've never had there. Yeah, having won there, that place would be at a fever pitch. And I've been in that stadium, a new, uh, that dome, a number of times. It gets loud. It gets loud in there until you take people out. 
mm-hmm. um, out of, but it, the, 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 the noise level resonates off the walls in that place. Yeah. Um, that would be, that would be a difficult place for an opponent to go to, to, to try to win a game. Well, you think about it, it, it it's going to be particularly wild because they just, it, they're not accustomed to it. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to go, they're going to go hog wild for sure. And rightfully so. I yeah. mean, they've been waiting a long time. Um, what is this in NJ fishing? Maniac. Who else gets pizza on Halloween? Rob Diga. Uh, pizza. P- yeah, a lot of people do. No, that's not crazy. I used to deliver pizza on Halloween. It's it's not crazy. So Did you really? Yeah. So here's why. Nobody feels like cooking. So so the you know that whoever the, the the parents who are handing out the the candy are just like it's it's just there. It's readily available. It's easy because you don't just don't feel like doing any kind of prep that night. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's that's not. That's not crazy at all. That, that happens a ton. It was a you busy night. I would do. Oh, I delivered pizza for a long time. Yeah, I, did, I delivered pizza probably like seven, eight years. No, I you did didn't. it. All, yeah, I always did it on the side. Like I would do it during college. I did it. Uh, I did it at the end of high school. I did it during college, and I would do it when I had. I, I always had another job, and I would do that at night. Yeah, I I, I deliver pizza. You never worried about getting jacked up. I did worry about it a little bit. Yeah. But like my, the first place I delivered was in a sketchy neighborhood and Mm. it was, what was really worrisome was weird as weird as this sounds. Some, some apartment buildings were really sketchy, like really sketchier than houses, but yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I wouldn't, let me put it this way. I wouldn't want my kids doing it now. It was, it was a it was a bit of a different world back then, but I yeah. would not want my kids yeah. doing it now. Mm. I had no idea you delivered pizza that long. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, I did it. So I would do it while I was in college, and then I had a day, a, a job during the day in the summer times during college, and I would do that at night. I go do that, at, you know, get out of there and go do like a five to a to eleven shift of delivering pizza, you know, stuff like that. But you weren't you weren't doing it in the infancy stages of Comcast Sportsnet, were you? I would occasionally do it on the weekends if I had a weekend okay. off. I would. I would still do that. Yeah. Like I would do – I would kill it on a Friday. Like kill it. But um, mm. the one thing I always did, I was always careful with. Like whatever tips I made, unless I was out on like doing like five deliveries at one time, I would go back to the shop, drop my cash off with my tips and the cash that I got paid for the pizzas and leave it there and not have any on me. You know what I mean? Just to be careful. But Yeah. It was, yeah, it's, a, it, you know, it was different. It wasn't nearly as crazy as it is now. So, but I hear you. Uh, all right. Elsewhere. So um, a couple other things that are, that are up in the air right now. We, of course, the big trade yesterday was Leonard Williams. And we talked, mentioned that off the top of the show. Seattle's a real, a real force here, Derek. You know, they're, we, we got to start talking about them when we mention everybody else in that NFC. Run game, defense, quarterback playing well a trio of really good pass catchers. They are a team that you have to keep an eye on. And I can't wait to see the Eagles play them there. That is one of the most difficult stadiums in all the NFL to play in, you know, and the way they're rolling right now. Yeah. Um, man, they're, they're going to be making a lot of noise. You know, last year, Gino completed 70% of his passes. He's at 67 right now. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, he only has nine touchdown passes and six interceptions, but, He's only been sacked 14 times mm. in seven games. You know, it's kind of the opposite uh, of uh, Sam Howell. Yep. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, 
Uh, that was a four, four, almost four and a half yards per carry. Um, he's at good five, weapons, six. you know, good weaponry. Yeah, yeah man. Yep. You know, DK Metcalf's numbers are down. He only has 27 catches in six games. That's right. And Tyler Lockett only has uh, 35 catches in seven games. Mm-hmm. So they're spreading the, and, and the kid in Jigba who's played in seven games only has 23 catches. Right. He, yeah, he, he's not there yet. He's, he's figuring it out, but he's not there yet. But man, everything else you want on this team right now, the yeah. defense, they've they've rebuilt the defense. They got Jaron Reed back from Green Bay. They just added Leonard Williams, you know, Bobby Wagner, Devon Witherspoon, the first round pick. Jamal Adams is healthy. Mm-hmm. Quandry Diggs, you know, Reek Woolen. Wasn't he the, the defensive rookie? He was. Yep. You know, man, he got some talent. Frank Clark is not even starting, and they I got know. him back. I know. Yeah, jeez. They're trouble. They are. They are. Mario Mario Edwards is not even starting. Yeah. So they yeah. got they have depth on that defense. My goodness. No question. No question. All right. Elsewhere. So the Vikings, I guess, aren't punting on the season. Uh, they're trying to figure out what they can do here at quarterback. So right now, Jaron Hall, the fifth yeah. rounder out of BYU, is there, uh, is, is the guy. They have Nick Mullins. But he's remember him. He's but he's yep. been on the injured list since October 11th because of a back injury. He's eligible as early as week 10. So he's oh. that, that, they're a couple weeks away from that. They got to make some kind of move. There there is uh, Sean Mannion's on the practice squad. So that's oh. something to watch out for. Do they they make a move to try and get somebody's backup who's who's a little bit buried? You know maybe um, or if you see them moving some parts that that'll tell you they've kind of punted on the season without Cousins. Yeah. Between now yeah. and four o'clock, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't punt right now. What are they? Four and four, right now. They've won three straight. Yeah, so they're four and four. Uh, when you stack them up to, uh, let's see here, where they are with nine games to go. So right now, Minnesota is that seventh seed based on a tiebreaker with the Saints, which is also four and four. Yeah. So you can't. They're at a severe deficit quarterback wise, but. You can't give up if they, like I said, if they pull this off with Jameis Winston, it's he's still better than whatever option they already have in house. The only problem is, I think Jameis Winston is shot. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think he's shot. I think his better days are behind him. But consider the dire straits Minnesota's in right now. He's an upgrade for them. Um, de- depending on what the Saints want, will determine if the Vikings are giving it up to try to salvage this season. I mean, right now Minnesota's only one game behind. Um, Minnesota's only one game behind San Francisco for a while. That's the thing. They're in that, you know, that's not a great division. So other than Detroit, I mean, obviously, but they, they're, they got a shot, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what they do and how quickly they can do it. Because no matter what they do now, they're going to go with the young quarterback for now. But if you get somebody today and get them up to speed by next week, even though the the game plan might be limited more so than you would want at this point for starting quarterback, it's still a better option than what you're going with. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right about that. Um, that's for sure. It's it's it, 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 the Slimmons are their pick. It's it's slim pickings. Easy for me to say. Speaking of quarterbacks, this one's a little bit interesting. So uh, Josh Dobbs has been benched in Arizona. You would think that means it's automatically going to be Kyler Murray time. Not necessarily. Right. They're going to be starting Clayton Toon, the rookie out of Houston. He's going to get the start. Uh, he said there's a chance that Kyler Murray could start, but it's more likely it's Toon and Dobbs goes to third string. 
um, for Arizona, who are one in seven, by the way. I, I don't understand that move um, at all. I mean, we look at look at what Joshua Dobbs has done. Has he played that badly? I mean, the Joshua Dobbs who played against Dallas, you know, people were talking about he, he was trending after that game. You know what happened between then and now? Um, his numbers his numbers aren't electric. Fifteen hundred sixty nine yards. He's completed only sixty three percent of his passes. Eight touchdowns, five picks. He's only been sacked seventeen times. This is a this is an Arizona team that basically has nothing to begin with. Yeah. You know we. I knew think there's that. two things too. Yeah. Two things. One, uh, they you kind of know what Josh Dobbs is at this point in his career. And maybe since you're going nowhere, get tuned some run and just find out what he is. Or are they looking to shop Dobbs? Could Ooh. he be on the move again? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's that Minnesota might make sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's no he's, worse. He's than certainly talking. an upgrade from those names that we just mentioned, right? Yeah, no, no worse than talking about Jameis Winston, that's for sure. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, how realistic it is, but it's, I think it's a possibility for sure uh, that that could end up being in the case. All right. Elsewhere. Uh, it looks like Matthew Stafford is day to day with the thumb that he injured in the, in the Cowboys game. Um, you know, he, he's, he's been dealing with a myriad of issues over the last couple of years. That's for sure. Uh, so we don't know where that, where that stands. Uh, reports are that Devontae Adams has not requested a trade as of right now. Now you would think if he's done, really? he better get on it if he wants to get traded out of there. You got he's got about uh, you know two hours and forty three minutes, so you better get a move on there if you're if you're looking to go. Wow, maybe, maybe you know he's he's always wanted to play for the Raiders. I mean, he grew up watching the Raiders. Um, he's been a big Raiders fan forever, so I know it means a lot to him. But he cannot be happy. I think I think the volcano erupted last night. His frustration in terms of. Uh, you know, what was the comment he made a couple of weeks ago? I'm here to, you know, he made it more sound about he's here uh, as an individual to, to, to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about me and, you know, what I'm able to do and my talents and this and that. Yeah. Yep. You know, and now he can't even do that because the quarterback can't get him the ball. You know, I'm shocked. You know, it hasn't leaked out. He's requested a trade. But then again, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. He's getting his money. But what if they traded him to like a Carolina for something they wanted future consideration? He'd be even more miserable. Well, I think the other thing is, like, are you almost better off riding out the rest of this year? Then you and your agent, you have a conversation with the team, and you, you say, "Look, here's some here's some teams he'd like to go to." Okay, uh, if you, you if you'd accommodate that, that's where we would like to end up. That way you control the narrative a little bit better than you do if you're just at the mercy of wherever you get you get moved to in season. You know what I mean? I, I think that's I think it's a it's a little bit of a better way to go for one of these guys who who doesn't want to just get shipped anywhere. That's what I that's what I think it could maybe be. Mm. I certainly don't think he has any delusions that that Raider team is going anywhere. No, like I, he, no, he's looking at this like just get me through this year. No, um, the, and, and the sad part about it is the Raiders' offensive line is not that bad. Garoppolo, Garoppolo took a lot of them sacks on himself. They have, I love Josh Jacobs, he's one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. 
Um, and they do have some weapons with Hunter Renfro and Devontae. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been able to do it offensively. Now, again, the way people are knocking each other off in the AFC, it's not out of the realm of reality <laughs> that the Raiders could turn this thing around. But I think Garoppolo is the biggest negative out of all of this. The defense is okay. It's not a great defense, but it's a it's a decent defense that can help win them some games. Yeah. But what are you going to do with about the quarterback position? I think your bigger problem, Derek, is the coach. Oh, I, I think he's your biggest problem. I, I don't think this guy can coach a little bit. He he might be a fine coordinator, and I don't yeah. even know about that. He had Brady, but he he's not a head coach. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, I mean, but between him and Garoppolo, I mean, what do you do? You Nothing. can't you, you ride not, this year out, you get a new yeah. coach and a new quarterback. Yeah, you're, you not, you're not gonna bump both of them, that's for sure. No, you try and move up. I mean, you're gonna you gotta try and get up and get you know, the 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 all the guys we always talk about, Drake May and Caleb Williams, maybe Shador Sanders, maybe uh Michael Penix. You, you gotta try and just move up and get some of these guys. That's what you have to do. There's right. nothing else you can do. Uh, yeah, uh, JJ McCarthy from Michigan, whatever. I mean, these you can't keep rolling with this. No. Um, all right. Speaking of that, find it interesting that the Broncos, I know they've won two in a row and there are three wins for the season, but they say they're not shipping anybody or shopping anybody. I mean, they've caught a bunch of guys and just let them walk, but they're not actively shopping anyone. In other words, do they still think they have life here? Well, isn't that what Sean Payton has said for, for, for weeks? Yeah. Now, I don't understand why, but okay. All right. Are you just conceding this? I mean, I wish I, 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 wish I knew what their contract structures were like. Uh, are they conceding this and just taking whatever wins they can get, realizing they can get out from under some contracts after this year and retool this thing with Sean Payton's type of players, both by way of free agency and the draft next year? I don't know, but I'm, I, I'm still sitting here shocked that they're not, not actively moving people to get more draft capital. Mm-hmm. Cutting people gets you nothing. You know, you you even if you only get fifth and sixth round picks, let's face it, a lot of times those picks turn out, turn out to be diamonds in a rough. For depth, not so much starters, but depth that you can eventually groom into being starters. But for them to to take the approach they're taking, I'm a little shocked by this. I am too, and I think it's a mistake. I think you're you're sort of falling prey to a little bit of a run here. Uh, you right. know, ultimately, right. um, Tyler Bajent or Tyson Bajent will start for the uh, the Bears again this week versus the Saints. Uh, Justin Fields still not ready with that that uh, that thumb that he's dealing with, so we'll get another week of that uh, as they take on the Saints. That's another future that's murky. You know, like I I don't know where they are with Justin Fields at this point, especially if he misses extended time here. Yeah, I don't. Well, even if he misses extended time, you got to give him another year. You you paid him that guaranteed money. He's only in what the second year of a of a hefty rookie contract. Yeah. You know, you, you, you got to know another year. It doesn't mean you, know, you could take the approach. You could take the approach of what Tennessee did drafting quarterbacks in back-to-back years. Yep. You know, um, but you, you got to give the kid another year. Um, you haven't given him all the stuff that he needs. You got to get him an offensive line to find out what he's capable of doing, mm-hmm. because I do think he's a decent passer. You know, He's he's living and dying by running the football and is getting him in trouble physically. Yeah. Um, but you have to make a commitment to shore up that offensive line during the next offseason. You you neglected it this past offseason. It was a glaring weakness. 
You did the same thing Washington did for Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. You neglected patching up the offensive line and fixing it properly. Yeah. You know, and and I can't believe that you're just going to give up on this kid after two seasons. Yeah. I did. I I think it's crazy to, to, to bail on him this quick. I do. I agree with you. Uh, the the other the other one thing that's interesting is Daniel Jones has been cleared to play on Sunday. Um, if you're the Giants, right, and I know they've you know they've they've already been moves made, do you start really unloading at this point? What, what do you do? How do you approach this from a Giants standpoint? Because they're they're another team that's not making the playoffs. That's for sure. Well, they gave up a big one uh, already. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like if you're yeah. doing that. Um, they've, they've been relatively quiet up to this point. You know, matter of fact, you even have, you know, usually a day like this, you hear all kind of rumors about teams. Yeah. They've been quiet. It's been pretty quiet on it's that front. Really I guess. Quiet. Cause they already just looked at it. Like the Williams thing happened and you move on. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, I don't know who, other than Saquon, because I did see yesterday, there have been inquiries about Saquon, but they've made it very clear. He's not moving. So outside of Saquon, maybe a defensive lineman. Who else do you want on that Giants team? None of their wide receivers. Yeah, other than D line. Mm. Yeah, who else do you want? None of their offensive line. None of their um, none of their their linebackers or safeties or or, or secondary personnel. Um, who else do you want? I don't like much at all on offense. I don't like their receivers. I don't. I, I, you know, Waller's hurt a lot, uh, and he's making a ton. Saquon, I, I guess they they already told him he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. There just isn't much. You know, the the, the market isn't isn't really looking for much there from those teams. And again, we haven't heard anything Eagles wise, and we're oh, yeah. uh, we're now two quiet. hours and yeah. thirty five minutes away. Let me, um, let me let me do an update check just to be on. Right, yeah, yeah. Get it. Get a feel. Throw the throw the feeler out there. Um, all right. Elsewhere, this was, uh, you know, I, I, you kind of suspected this a little bit, but Josh Allen was talking about last year for the bills and just how much they were all constantly thinking about, uh, DeMar Hamlin and they just couldn't get it off their mind. And and yeah, you get it. They're only human, but he was on the let's go podcast with Tom Brady and, and, um, and Jim Gray. Yeah. But he said the weeks after that and getting the positive updates on DeMar, obviously that helped our team and our mentality a lot. It's a lot for a team to go through, though. I think it weighed on us quite heavily throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, it was constantly on our minds. But for him to come back and obviously make the squad and, and be an inspiration, uh, not just to us, but so many people in the world, he's done so much good, not in you know this area alone, like in the country in terms of bringing awareness to CPR raising money for defibrillators, AEDs to high school, little leagues, you know, et cetera. You get it, uh, how impactful that's been. But it sounds like it, it had a bit of an – it's just an emotional roller coaster for these guys last year might explain some of, you know, what went on with them maybe not going as far as they would have liked. Think about this. You are standing there on a the field looking at a fallen comrade, and you're hearing, you're hearing the medical experts whisper – and we saw how animated some pl- Buffalo Bill players were when they would turn from the huddle and, and just so animated, tears coming down their faces. These guys actually saw a man laying on the field deemed dead. Yeah. He was dead for, for X amount of minutes. Not once, not twice, but three times. You know, they saw it at least a couple of times. Uh-huh. How do you continue playing a game 
after after seeing something like that? How is that not ingrained in your mind that something like that could happen to you? You know, how do you function and get through the rest of a season? Yeah. You know, yeah. We're used to seeing football players are used to seeing teammates get injured, not die on the field. Yeah. You know, thank God he's here today to tell a story. But dude, that that wrecks you for not just that moment, but for the rest of a season. No, you're right. And I think the other thing is, at least especially in the first couple of weeks, you didn't know A, if he was going to make it, B, how he would be when he came back, you know, and what kind of state would he have been in. You had no idea with any of that stuff, man. Yeah. That was it was a lot. It was some heavy, heavy stuff mm. um that was going on with them. Um, that's for sure. I wanted to bounce these off you. Surprises. And this surprise can cut two different ways, good and bad. Um, how surprised are you the Jets are four and three after losing Rodgers in the first game? Shocked. Yeah. Extremely shocked. Um, but that tells you that this team has a don't quit attitude. It's not going to look pretty. Uh, they may not rack up a lot of points, but somehow, somewhere, they're finding a way to get it done. Now, granted, the Giants helped them with that win on Sunday, but the bottom line is, they made the most of whatever opportunities they had and got the job done and got the win. That's all you want. Do I still think that the Jets are a le- legitimate playoff team under this, their current circumstances? No, but they've let they've they've, they've sent notice that we still have enough of a nucleus here. You're going to play 60 minutes of football against us. Right. You know, and that's all you can ask. And that's a testament to what Robert Sala and his coaching staff are preaching to these players. I know it looks bleak, but don't give up. We, you know, we can shock some people. And so far, the fact that we're sitting here talking about a Jets team minus Aaron Rodgers, even though it is a team loaded with talent, is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, they're only one game out of first place in that division. And they, they have a they have a game that's doable. They're home against the Chargers. That's doable. Yep. Absolutely. That's very doable. You never absolutely. know what Charger team's going to show up. So it's not out of the question. You know, that's for sure. All right. I'll bounce another one off you. How surprised are you that the Giants are two and six after the year that they had last year? Um, it's shocking. Yeah. It is shocking. Um, but but that's what I love about football, Rob. Always yeah. expect the unexpected, man. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I think if you remember, I said in August, um, and this was even before we saw a lot of wheeling and dealing. This is before we saw Aaron Rodgers go down. The NFL gives you great storylines period, you know, week to week, because it's so unpredictable. And then as we see that you got the shocking moves that occur, you know, did, did, you, did we think that the Jets would be a winning team without Rodgers? No. No. Did we think San Francisco would lose three in a row? No. You know, the story, do we think that under Sean Payton, Denver would be as bad as it, it was until they, they just beat the Raiders? Right. No. Mm-hmm. You know the storylines. The storylines are phenomenal across across the league, man. And that's what I love most about it. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you intrigued. It keeps us talking about various elements that happen day to day and week to week in the league. Always, always, always. Yep. It's amazing with this league. It's 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 three sixty twenty four seven. All right, Patriots two and six. I I thought they'd be mediocre, but not this bad. Um. I thought Bill O'Brien would make yep. Mac Jones that much of a better quarterback, closer to what he was his rookie season just a few years ago. That has not been the case. That has been a shocker. Yeah. Um, 
I thought defensively the Patriots are right where I thought they would be. Their scrappy defense, a Belichick defense. I thought the offense would be a little bit more efficient. Yep. It has not. The, the offense has cost this team so many games. Yeah. You know? um, and then on top of that, you you take into consideration the rumors we heard back in the spring about the tension between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick about not winning or putting a winning entity on the field. And then we come to find out just a few weeks ago, he's agreed to an extension. <laughs> it's like, you can't figure this stuff out, man. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but not really surprised. Um, I picked, I picked the Patriots to finish at the bottom of the barrel, looking up at the other three teams. Yeah. And that's where they are right now. All right, I want to stay in the AFC East. It's not a terrible record by any stretch, but did you think the Bills would be better than five and three and, yes. and sort of the inconsistent team that we've seen this year? Um, I thought they would be better than five and three. I thought they would be the front runners in the division with Miami hot on their heels, um, but such has not been the case. They've lost a couple of games I didn't think they were going to lose. Um, here, here's another team, maybe. Now, granted, injuries on defense are really killing this team. The, the multitude of injuries on defense it has really uh, strapped this team in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways they're, they're very fortunate to be five and three at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, the offense has not been as potent as it, ha- as it has in recent years, especially with Josh Allen under uh, under center. Um, it's been sporadic at best for this team, um, but yet they're still in the prime playoff position. Um, I, I think. I think this this Buffalo team could be a one and done team if it gets to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they continue to play the kind of football, this this was one of the two teams I thought could give Kansas City fits in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, this team in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's on the way up. Buffalo is like riding that proverbial roller coaster. Just when you think, okay, the Bills are back to what we thought they were, they lose another game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they are, I, and I don't think. I don't put I, I put Baltimore now ahead of, of of Buffalo in terms of coupling with Cincinnati as being one of those teams that could give Kansas City fits in a playoff situation. Well, how about this game? How about the Sunday night game? Buffalo's at Cincinnati. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, you know, we, we, we were talking yesterday about we think that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are back. I think this is a good test for them. They're at home yep. and they get against the Bills team that can that can score. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they, those guys can move the ball down the field. Cincinnati's defense has been playing okay. Um, and you got Josh Allen's offense clicking right now. That's going to be a great test, a huge test for both teams to find out exactly where they are uh, in terms of playoff contenders and division contenders for that mm-hmm. matter. Yep. Uh, and, and there's some good games this week. Like um, the Germany game, which is the early game, is the Chiefs and the Dolphins. That's yep. a good one. Uh, I mentioned that the Sunday night game is a, is is really good uh, for sure. You got the Seahawks and the Ravens. Yep, that, that's a one o'clock, which oh, you'll yeah. be able to watch. The Eagles are four twenty-five. Um, Chargers and the Jets is not a bad Monday night. We've definitely had worse. You know, last night was worse. That's it's okay. That's an okay one. Solid. But you're right. You're right. There's some very intriguing games. Hopefully, we get to see them. I'm going to leave early so I can get to the casino to watch some of these games on those 20 big monitors they have in that gallery there. Yep. They watch all these games at the same time, at least until uh, we have our pregame show. So, yeah, um, yeah there's, a, there's a number of games that I would be intrigued to watch this, this weekend. Obviously, because of our job description, we don't get to see them. 
That's for sure. Yeah. Usually to some degree, if you play it right, you can watch the earlier games. But if you're, if the game is on immediately after the, say the Eagles play at one o'clock and it's a good 425, then you're, then you're out of luck, my friend. That's yeah. where you're in some yeah. trouble. You are in some trouble. Um, all right. Well, I'll throw one more at you as far as surprise, not surprise. I mean, the, the tough thing is some of these records aren't where you thought they were going to be, but you can yeah. see they're trending right. Like I said to you, Bengals four and three. We'd probably both be a little bit surprised, but they've won their last three. Burrow wasn't healthy early, and they look like a completely different team. So I'm not even reacting to that. Like, I think they're going to be fine. I agree with you. Um, the Bengals don't have to win a division no. um, to get to where they want to go. They're one of those teams. They're like the Eagles. They'll make a difference where they play. They can play play this style of ball. They're not going to to buckle under a, a, a visiting crowd. Um, if they keep trending in the right direction, watch out. You know, um, and I can't wait to see him play Buffalo. To, to be honest with you, I, I mean not Buffalo. I mean Baltimore. Can't wait to see him play Baltimore. Yeah, it's gonna be I'll fun. See, uh, see what they look ooh. like. All right, we got a trade. Ooh, not the Eagles. Something we just touched on. Vikings are trading for Josh Dobbs. Ho 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 ho. That's, wow. a, that's a good move for Minnesota. I mean, we'll see what they gave up, but I that's not a bad move. You know what? I like Dobbs in Minnesota better than I like Jameis Winston in Minnesota. Yeah, it's a it makes sense. It I makes think sense. Dobbs is a better decision maker. He's mobile, uh, and he's got a good arm. You know, now you let the young kid go this week, and Dobbs gets there today or tomorrow, whatever the case may be. I would imagine get there tomorrow morning, later tonight. Cramer hit the playbook. He's your starting quarterback next week. Yep. So that tells you Minnesota's not conceding, and they're not going to have a fire sale. They think they can get in the playoffs. Now, realistically, they're two games behind Detroit. They ain't catching Detroit. Unless right. Detroit just falls off the map, they're not catching Detroit. Yeah. But yeah. they can still get in the playoffs. Good. I mean, yeah, and, and let's face it. He was, he was inconsequential for your future, you know. So you move on. You get something for him. Can't hurt. Good move by the Cardinals. All right, let's get a timeout. Uh, oh, did you see to the 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 NFL told the University of Houston to, to they were using these sort of like throwbacks that look like the Houston Oilers jerseys a little bit. Okay. Cease and desist. You can't do it anymore. Oh, copyright. We, we, we own the rights to that, so you you better stop that, fellas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Was okay. I love. Didn't you love seeing Tennessee wearing those old school Oilers jerseys? I did, man. Oh. I did. Brought back so many memories to, of the days of. Warren Bob Phillips and Earl Campbell and those guys. Dan oh. Pastorini. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, Robert uh, Brazil. <laughs> Robert Brazil. All these guys. Um, uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson. White Shoes. Yes. Oh, my goodness, man. So That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, see, I love the NFL concept of going back to the throwbacks. Yeah. Um, I really do. I'll tell you something else. We're talking about uniforms. You know, we, t- we look at teams like Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota, and they still have their traditional uniforms. I love the Detroit uniform combinations, what they had on last night. The blue helmet. The blue helmet. They changed the logo yeah. to go with that gray. Yeah. And the blue trimming on the gray. Yeah, I like the I like the uniform. It worked. It worked. Yeah. I'm not against the 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 alternative. I I I, I go with a little throwback, go with your regular ones and mix it yeah. with something new. And I'm, I'm good with that. I, you know, you know, we talk about it. I like it when the Eagles have the black on. I it's you know, that's a that's a newer look for them. It's all good. All right, let's come back. Uh, We'll do an on this date. 
We'll update you on the Flyers last night, the World Series. Dabo Sweeney gets into it with a caller into his radio station. We got birthdays, we got movies, we get a lot in store for you rolling into the final segment of the program. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Appreciate you hanging with us on this busy Tuesday. Let's think about it. We got a Cowboys week on the way. Uh, we have James Harden on his way to Los Angeles. We got a lot going on. Bye bye, Jimmy. See ya. Uh, all right, a couple things on this date, Derek. 15 years ago, 15 yes, years ago, on this yes. date, it was a super warm Halloween day, and the Phillies celebrated their World Series parade. If you remember, Ooh. yes. Which concluded at Citizens Bank Park with Chase Utley, World F Champions, with Charlie Manuel saying, this is, this is for Philadelphia. 
There was there was a lot going on that day. Man. What did he say? This here, this here's from Philadelphia. That's what <laughs> In his suit, that. he had his pinstripe suit on. Man, Charlie was looking good. Looking I remember good. that day. You could, if you were near the stadium, you couldn't get a phone signal. The phone nope. signals, there was so much interference, you couldn't even get a phone signal. They couldn't make a call, couldn't text, nothing. No, no. Was I was, man? I was, uh, I was still. Pro- was I? Pro- I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was still producing Daily News Live at the time. Right. So I was, I, I literally caught like a glimpse of the parade. Um, I ran over to Citizens Bank Park just to look at it, just to see what it looked like as it was, you know, coming to a conclusion. Ran back over, uh, you know, to to the station, which is not, well, not far. Obviously, it's in the, at the sports complex. You're such a Philly fan. It was. It was a crazy day, man. It was a busy day. I did the same thing with the Eagles. I went down there. I took the kids. I was right on Patterson Avenue between uh, Xfinity Live and Broad Street. I was right in the middle. So it was like almost the very first stop when they pulled out of the link. I took the kids down there. Wow. I, they passed us. I scooped the kids up. I drove them home and I drove wow. right back down and I did like a four or five hour post parade show with Amy Fadul and Danny Palmels and crew. So it was, wow. uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Fun days, fun times. Uh, all right. Flyers lost last night, Gunner three to two to the hurricanes. Yep. Kind of coming back to earth a little bit, you know, as we sort of expected it's they're, they're getting better. They're growing. Guys are learning. But they're they're just not up to speed talent wise, you know, a lot of ways. And it's this is what it's going to be. It um, takes time. It's, yeah, it, I'm looking at individuals. I'm not worried about win loss. Honest to God, I'm really not. I, yeah, I want to see how this team grows. I want to see how Tortorella coaches them. You know, and I believe they may make a few more moves along the way before the season is over as well. You know, mm-hmm. so you can ask. They're going to mix and match. Um, you know, and we'll talk. We'll get our guy Keith Jones on here again as the season progresses, just to see what he's thinking, where they're at, so on and so forth. Absolutely, yep. You know, so. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, so there's that. Uh, World Series, the Rangers uh, go up two games to one. Last night, it was a game where, um, you know, they kind of struck early. Man, Seager keeps tearing it up. And Jeez. then uh, Arizona had a couple of opportunities, but just couldn't come through with runners. In the later innings. Yep. Yeah. When they scored that first run and make it 3-1 in the, what, seventh inning, I said, here they come. Yep. Here they come, you know, and they had they had chances after that, but um, I don't know about you, but I will watch tonight. I have to watch. I have to see it. I, I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll definitely watch. And it's also a slower uh, sports night. Sixers don't play till Thursday. There is yep. no football, obviously. So yeah, I will. I'll be in on it. it it's. I, I'll be honest with you. It's not easy watching it for me, but I'm watching it. I'm. I'm there. I'm still there. But whenever I see like Corbin Carroll, I like ah. I have PTSD, man. It's not easy. Marte. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, Marte. Oh, 100%. Yep. My, and, and uh, you know, a bunch of their pitchers, too. Yes. You know, on top of it. And Merrill Kelly was great the other day. He, he was really, really good, man. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Uh, definitely going to be one to keep your keep your eye on. Did you see – did you happen to see any of the uh, Dabo Sweeney? I did not heard about it, but I did not see it. No. Okay. So – he he does like I guess like a you know a weekly call in show. I, I I guess it's just a show that he you know like a lot of college coaches do. They'll they'll do it at some local restaurant or you know or whatever. Right. Um, so he's doing his show, and they're off to you know it's, it's been very disappointing for them the last few years. They're four and yeah. four this year, Derek. Yep. Um, they're 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 two and four in the ACC. 
Yep. Which is right, he's doing this last night. It's called yeah, Tiger Calls Radio. It's what it's called. So this guy called up and he said, "So I'm curious, uh, why are we paying you 11.5 million to go four and four? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my man wasn't wasn't beating around the bush. You know, he he got right to it with him. Yeah, that was like the boom right out of the shoot. And uh, Dabo said, "Quote the appreciation." Uh, oh no! Then the guy went on to say, "The appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, and that's the problem." Oh, this is Dabo. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So this, I'm, I'm sorry. Here, here we go. Further on, this is what the guy said: "The appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, and that's the problem." We won 12, 10 plus win seasons in a row. That happened three years in 150 years. So if you want to know why. Clemson ain't sniffing national championship in 35 years. We've won two and seven. Okay, this is Dabo then. And there's only two other teams who can say that Georgia and Alabama, okay? He said, is this a bad year? Yeah. And it's my responsibility to take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking and all these narratives you read, listen, man, you have your own opinion all you want. You can apply for the job and good luck to you. So in other words, you know, whatever. It's He, he, got, he got a little snippy. How's that? Best way to put it, snippy. Wow, he bit. He bit on the troll. He bit yeah. on him. I know. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Clemson has always been a team, as far as we remember, is a team that's been talked about as a powerhouse in college football. Um, at minimum, 10-11 win season. Yeah, he is competing for the national championship. You look at the team this year. Now they got blown out the first game of the season by Duke, twenty-eight-seven. Yep. Their next three losses were to Florida State by seven in overtime. They lost to Miami by eight, and then he lose the next game to NC State by seven. Yep. So they've lost three games by eight or less points, two of them in overtime. Yeah. The, the team's just not – I mean, the Clemson losing back-to-back games is unheard of. People are well, so spoiled. That was that one age. of the things he said. He said, no disrespect to any of those teams, but the four losses we have this year are to Clemson. In other words, we shot ourselves in the foot. We lost the game ourselves. True. And then he went on to answer. He said, uh, to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in the freaking business. Uh, I am where I am because I work my butt off yeah. every single day. And uh, and I ain't going to let some smart bleep kid get on the phone and create this stuff. Wait a minute. So, Dabble Sweeney cursed? Uh-huh. So he said, if you got a problem with that, I don't care. I work for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else. Uh, where there's an appreciation, it's you true. don't do that. So you don't you don't want to go in there. Yeah, 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 because basically you're saying that maybe the university's not appreciating what yeah. you've done. It, That's it, the you just you just went into it. It's one thing to defend whoa. yourself, then you just went into a different territory right there. Did he reveal something out of anger that maybe something's going on behind closed doors? No, no, that was the extent of it. He, and then he was just basically so the guy who was hosting it. I don't know his name. The guy who was hosting it basically, you know how it usually is. Like these guys are usually, um, that's the best way to put this, sort of suck up types who do these shows. Right, They're like right, leaders. Right. Now to this guy's credit, he let it go. He he, The guy himself even said he was going to kind of jump in and he saw how fired up Dabo was and he just stayed away from it and let him just kind of tee off. But you usually don't get that. It's usually kiss ass kind of stuff. It's usually coach. I love you, man. What do we need to do here to get better? And blah, 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 blah. Right. This was a rare one where a guy went after him. And it shows you that these guys aren't used to 
to dealing with this kind of stuff. No, what I was asking you a few moments ago was this, you know, based on what Dabo said to Sweeney, if the, if the university's not happy with me, they can let me know and I can go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, normally you wouldn't say that you wouldn't include that, you know, because that's basically putting university spokespeople on a hot seat as well. Is there tension between you and Dabo Sweeney? That's right. a red flag right there. Yeah. You know, you, you can, you can fire, fire back and defend yourself all you want, yeah. but, you added that little caveat at the end. If they don't like what I'm doing, they can fire me. I'll go somewhere. Wait, whoa, wait a minute. You got yeah. a problem with the, uh, with the university too? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm telling yeah. you, man. A little bit, a little hot seat. He's feeling it a little bit, Gunner. He's feeling see that, it. See, that journalistic interview mechanism just kicked in. It was <laughs> I heard that I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold the phone. Stop, stop the conversation. Same here. The, the end part really. The other stuff is just he's frustrated. You know, he yeah, lost yeah. it, whatever. But that was interesting. Put that in there. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We got to look at this. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. You want to do some birthdays? Yeah, man. All right. Let's Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Christopher Columbus, born on this day in 1451. 1451 for Christopher Columbus. I've always found it interesting that he gets credit for discovering America when it's been documented that he wasn't the first one to actually land in America. And on top of that, supposedly he was taking a a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of uh, journeys. He was trying to find a direct water trade route between Europe and Asia. Asia. He accidentally ended up. In, Stumbled in America. Into, to, to America. Right. He, right. Historically, he gets credit for discovering America. He does. He does. Um, one of my all-time favorites, John Candy. John Candy, oh. born on this day, 19. What, what a sad one when he, oh he left us. He was 44 when he passed away. Did you know um, he was a part owner of the Toronto Argonauts? And they won the championship. Won the great cup in 1991, yes. Yes, he was a big-time supporter of the Canadian Football League. He was a, he was a huge Canadian. He's Canadian. He's but yeah. he, he yeah. always supported he loved he loved football too. He would go he was at the the infamous uh Joe Montana to John Taylor throw when when mm. Montana spotted him in the in the in the stands. Um yeah so John Candy. Michael Landon Michael Landon who was from South Jersey uh yep. was born on this day in 1936. Rob Schneider uh actor comedian is 60 years old today. The great director Peter Jackson is uh, 62 today. Uh, Piper Parabu, the actress, is 47 today. And Derek's all-time favorite, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, is 56 today. Ice, your guy? Ice, I know. I know. That's your guy. You're you uh, talking about one-hit wonder. Oh, Jeez. man. And he's, he's, he's lived off of it. We, yeah, we know that. Uh, Willow Smith, the daughter of uh, Jada and Will, is 23 today. The poet John Keats, great writer. Was born on this day, 1795. Dermot Milroney, the actor, is 60 today. David Ogden Styers, who played Charles on MASH, born on this day, 1942. Man, Dan Rather is still interviewing people. Yes. He's 92 years old. This guy's unbelievable. It's amazing. I'm going to be that game when I grow up. Yeah, he's it's crazy. Jane Pauley, newswoman, uh, is 73 years old today. Actor Eddie K. Thomas was in uh, American Pie, a bunch of other stuff. He's 43 today. You know, going back to Dan Rather for just a moment, you know yeah. when he rose to claim, you know when how he rose to his uh, fame status? No. There was a, a hurricane, Hurricane Carla. And he was the one that warned people about and saved thousands of lives. It was the first time ever they used like satellite imagery to detect oh. when a hurricane was coming. And he broke into the news on CBS News and warned people and 
his his warning saved thousands of lives from the hurricane. So, oh, so he was telling people to evacuate. Like this is going to yeah. be bad. Get out. Some of people it. evacuate. Yep. And I believe it was in Texas. Okay. I guess that's where he's from. I know he's from Texas. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Randy I'm Jackson. Just here, I'm just here to fill in the gap. You're unbelievable, man. You're unbelievable. Yeah. Randy Jackson, the younger brother of Michael, is 62 today. He looks like Michael when they were younger. They they really looked alike. Yeah. Those two. Yes, you did. Brian Doyle Murray is the brother of Bill Murray. He is 78 years old. Uh, the, Brian Piccolo, you know, we know the story. Uh, died six, 26 years old from cancer. He and Gal Sayers, uh, great friends. And, yeah, he lost his life way too young, way too young. Nick Saban is 72 today. Yep. Um, Dale Evans, uh, the actress, born in this day, 1912. Gordon Rogers and Dale Evans. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Ray, uh, the actor, is 77. Ken Wall, the actor, is 66. Larry Mullen Jr., the drummer from U2, is 62 today. The Crime Dog, he went into the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff is 60 today. Yep. Uh, and John Lucas. John Lucas is 70 years young today. What else do you have? John Lucas. Okay, we got um, uh, Ethel Waters, great actress okay. and singer, uh, was born on this day in 1896. Uh, Michael J. Anderson from the HBO series Carnival, a great series, is 70 today. Yep. Molly Kirkland, who's been around for a long time, acting, producing, 82 today. Okay. Uh, Frank Shorter, the Olympic gold medalist for long distance running, yeah. 76. Dave McNally, McNally the former pitcher, great pitcher, pitcher two times World, uh, World Series champion. Yep. Uh, Dale Brown, who was a head basketball coach at LSU sure. forever, coach is Shack. 88. 88 on this day. Mm -hmm. uh, Barbara Del Geddes, who played Miss Ellie on Dallas, was born on this day in, in 1922. Okay. Uh, Deidre Hall, the actress Deidre Hall from the great city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. 76 years old on this day. Uh, Bernard Edwards, the co-founder of the, Bernard Edwards was a bass player and the co-founder of the group Chic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was That'd huge, a man. Thump of bass, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, died way too young. He was born on this day in 1952. Okay. And we're all caught up, my man. All right. Let's go movies real quick because we're up against the Changeling, uh, 2008. Uh, Nightcrawler, 2014. Human Stain, 2003. Not a quality movie uh, day. What else do you Buffalo have? Buffalo Soldiers, Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, Michael Pena. Good okay. Harris, 2002. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. We're done. Uh, Want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, thank you producing the program. Uh, great, great stuff from the chat section. Thanks guys. Appreciate you. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. We always appreciate you. Uh, tell a friend, hit the like button. If you could uh, subscribe and uh, don't go. Yeah, we got, uh, we got the national football show uh, with Dan Tilly. By the way, uh, Jeff Mosher tomorrow. Mosher. Jeff Mosher at, uh, I believe 1230 tomorrow. Beautiful. All yeah. right. Looking forward to talking to Mosher. All right, everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.